Gotham, a crazy podcast about DC, with your host A-Rock and PD, when we speak up, get your geeks up, cause you know you about to get geeked up, so sit back, relax, and get comfy, lose your mind like Solomon Grundy, and listen to a show that won't be forgotten, coming straight out of Gotham. Welcome to another episode of Go- Straight Out of Gotham. Whoops, almost uh, almost made another mistake there. Episode sixty five. We are a fandom pop culture podcast and a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on Film. Uh, make sure you check out all the other great shows on the network by heading on over to batmanonfilm.com, clicking the podcast drop down, uh, Times for Spider Man, Batman Book Club, ELTD, Comics on Consoles, The Batman on Film Podcast, uh, Gotham Outsiders. Lots of great stuff over there. So make sure you check all the other great shows and uh, you know give everybody a listen, give them your downloads. I'm your co host from the other side of Hudson River. I'm a senior contributor to Batman on Film. I'm Peter R. Vera. And today we're recording on February 12th, 2022. And as always, we have a great show for you today. But before I get into the good stuff, I'd like to remind Mind you, all the faithful listeners, if you take the time to rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts and we read your review on air, you won the lottery, you won the SOG contest, uh, you will get a prize pack and uh, you got to be in it to win it. So get those reviews in like Rotten Tomatoes. Now, let me introduce you to my partner in crime, the man who is solely responsible for recruiting Wayne Corbett to play football at Hofstra University, a fellow Batman on film contributor, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Eric Holdman. Hello there, Pete. And thank you, you for the for another great introduction, man. That was awesome. Yeah, Wayne. Wayne was a little known guy from Hofstra, and they wouldn't even let him in when he first went to practice. They didn't. They didn't believe he was on the team. Yeah. No, they didn't so, believe he was. A, he was trying out or he, yeah, he was so they, whatever. So security wouldn't let him in. That's a hysterical story. Every time I hear that, think hear that him sit, talk about it and then think about it, I'm like, wow. I'm but, just surprised you didn't recruit him for the for the Johnnies. I know you're a big Johnnies guy. Does do the Johnnies not have a football team? Is that why? Well, they yes. By the time he was um, playing, yes, their football team had gone away. It wasn't there anymore. So that's a it was defunct. I guess that's the word, right? Defunct. So yeah, it wasn't wasn't around anymore. But on uh, the way of the Houston Oilers. Yes, but uh, for St. John's, it's always basketball. Like that's that's what they're known for. Yeah. So uh, at least in this area, um, it used to be more national, but um, they haven't been that good in a while. So I don't know how many people still know St. John's for basketball, but that's what they'd be known for. So this is we're recording the day before Super Bowl Sunday. Mm-hmm. This it is February twelfth. Tomorrow, of course, is Super Bowl Sunday, and we have. Um, it's also like episode two of Guest Month. Our yes. Special yes. Month long. Um, you just, uh, I guess, guest list, <laughs> VIP <laughs> list, the best of the best. Right. So it's our, it's our guest month. Every week we'll be having a new guest, someone who hasn't been on the show before, somebody who um, we know listens to the show, is a fan of the show, and someone who we appreciate their work as well. And this week... We are going bringing in Chris Burke. He is also a Batman on Film contributor. He's also a member of the Pro Football Writers Association of America, which if you guys don't know Chris or follow Chris, that's what you, if you like the Green Bay Packers, because that's what he writes about, then hit him up, find him. He has a very easy name to follow on Twitter. It's at Chris Burke. <laughs> straight so, to the point. Yeah, so straight to the point. So Chris, welcome, brother. 
Thank you, gentlemen, for having me. Um, long time first, long time listener, first time guest. Um, <laughs> so obviously, a uh, big big fan um, of both both the work you guys do. Um, you know, it's been a it's been a fun year as far as a football fan, but now you know, Packers season ended unfortunately prematurely. So here we are going uh, into bat season, um, and boy, yeah. what a what a great time to be a fan there. Yeah, twenty twenty two is a it's a it's a big year for the bat. Yes, Batman yeah, and the Flash. You know, we got a, we got a lot coming our way. Well, you know, that's the biggest thing. You know, if anybody's followed the recent history of the Green Bay Packers, that's the best thing about Batman. That's a great escape to to me is he never lets you down. <laughs> never lets you down. Um, <laughs> even 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 in some rough iterations in the past, he never lets who, you down. So. I wonder who you'd be talking about specifically. <laughs> um, I'm talking about one. Well, the one in particular. I'm talking from back in 1997. I won't even touch anything from. 2016 to a little bit before that uh, that's that's a little seems to be a little bit of a hot topic but uh yeah i <laughs> well, def- definitely the one from 1997 to. well exactly <laughs> exactly a little little divisive there but uh no this is um good, glad to be here glad to be talking batman with um two of the favorite bad fans i got on the internet between both of you we've gotten to know each other quite well over the past years um social so i'm glad to be talking with you guys yeah we're yeah. glad to have you yeah, man. Thanks again for coming on. And for me, me and you, most of our conversations are have been recently at least about football. Um, I, of the of Pete, me and Pete, I'm the bigger football fan. So when I uh, talk to you, because I know how I I actually I often see your tweets about the Packers while the games are going on, and then I'll yeah, shoot something at you during the game, which is always fun to do. So I don't want to get too too um, we're not gonna spend too much time on it, but. Obviously, this is a big offseason again for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, what do you think he's going to do? Because first he was definitely leaving. Now there's word like they're saying, oh, maybe not. Maybe he's staying. So what do you think he's going to do? Not based on any outside information I've got or any inside information, I should say. Um, I think he's going to come back. Um, I really am leaning that way. And I think the Packers really deserve a lot of credit for that because a year ago, you know, when Adam Schefter dropped that bomb on draft day that Rodgers was pretty much done, it was kind of like, crap, how bad is this? And we didn't know until right before training camp that he was going to come back. And he had that 30-minute press conference, which is extremely rare for him, and just airing his grievances, having Festivus in July. Um, and he, uh, <laughs> he 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 aired he aired it all out. And what the Packers did is at that point everybody was kind of like, oh, they're done. Packers aren't going to evolve. Well, here we are, seven months later, they did. And I actually, not to toot my own horn, but I wrote back then. I'm like, everybody kept calling it the last dance because of those cryptic Instagram photos that Aaron and Devonte Adams posted. Um, I thought pre last dance. I'm like, let's hold our thoughts here. There are a couple of situations that could change that. You know, Jordan Love could be bad, and they could actually fix their issues. I, the jury is still out on Jordan Love, but it looks like the Packers evolved and actually made the change, which they've been an organization very much stuck. I don't want to say stuck in the ways that sounds bad, but they've always had the Packer way, like the Patriot way. And oh, yeah, they, yeah. yeah, they, um, and to Brian Gutekunst, to Mark Murphy and Russ Ball's credit, you know, their GM, uh, team president, because the Packers don't have an owner, a tr- traditional owner in that sense. Right. Um, and Russ Ball, who's their cap guru, um, they worked it out. And to the fact that Rogers thanked him right away in the MVP speech floors me. And that's why I think it's going in the right direction. Uh, if there's any Broncos fans out there, I hate to break it to you, but I think it's probably, I don't want to put numbers on it, but he's either coming back to green Bay with an extension or he's retiring. I don't, every oh, vibe we've been getting. 
Yeah, he could oh. he could retire, which in theory could. If that happens, that screws the Packers because then you know he's got a he's got to write the but what people don't realize is if he retires, he's got to write the Packers a check for like sixteen million, which is pocket change to somebody like him probably, but it's not an insubstantial unsubstantial amount of money. Mm-hmm. So I think that's you know that's kind of where I'm standing with that. I think he's going to come back, but uh, the man can be unpredictable and he does not think like us regular folk. That's well, what do you want? Do you want Aaron Rodgers back as a Packer fan? I do. Um, I made my feelings on social media about his um, vaccine, about his thoughts on the COVID vaccine, very clear. Mm-hmm. Um, he's kind of a, it's kind of one of those, you know, he's a putz, but he's our putz is kind of the discussion our staff has had in that sense that we want him back. I mean, the moral compass of the NFL is so bent that he's somebody who, you know, it sounds terrible, but he may be an anti-vaccination person. You know, he may have some, you know, he may be spreading misinformation, but at least he's not, you know, beating women. You know, is that how bad it is about the NFL nowadays? Pretty sad, but you know, in that aspect, he's been a, he's been a good citizen. He has done a lot of good for the community in green Bay, but Mm -hmm. uh, I think, I think I, I kind of do want him back because uh, if Jordan Love would have gone out against Kansas city in that game and had the game Rogers had in 07 against Dallas, which was kind of his coming out party when the Packers knew that they could jettison Favre. I remember that. I would have. I, I would probably feel differently on this, but the fact that Love struggled, which I I don't understand. He's got arm talent, but he just. You know, I know we're not going to get into X's and O's here, but uh, he he's he's aiming. He's not. He's got a rocket arm, but he's thinking so much that he's airballing short passes. So, but if Love had come out and fired, you know, lit the world on fire, I probably would feel differently. But I don't think he's it, and I think you know if Rodgers wants to play past his forty, you know. Uh, go in like you know play as long as tom brady did i i think it can happen i would i would be on board with that personally all right yeah i mean it it seems like that would be uh the best for all parties involved especially also Devonte adams right he's he's available this summer isn't he so he, he yeah. is um the salary cap is going to be a challenge <laughs> yeah. for sure exactly so you have these their two best offensive players maybe you want to throw aaron jones in the mix if you think depending on because he's very very good as well but um you know you basically their two best offensive players if leave, leaving in one summer i would feel bad for you guys uh <laughs> if that happened uh, because as you said jordan love doesn't seem prepared i'm going through something similar with zach wilson but mm-hmm. uh, you know it's kind of the it's can you really that. compare the two well, I think what he was talking about, how Jordan Love just was thinking too oh, much. Oh, Love. I thought you were talking about Rogers. Okay. But I got no, 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 no. I was like, hold on there. I think- <laughs> maybe maybe sound their like arm strength. Maybe their arm strength, but that's about it. That's yeah. where it ends. Maybe they both throw the ball very hard. That's all I could. I was like, Eric, them. man, you should be calling no, no, no. Uh, FAN right now with takes no. like that. No, no, no. Not, no, no. I'm hoping he can become 80% of what Aaron Rodgers is. Then I'd be happy with that. But. Yeah, so so it's going to be interesting, though. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Again, I'm a fan of um, – I'm a Jet fan, but I'm a fan of football in general. And, of course, Aaron Rodgers is, has been, in my lifetime, based on talent alone, he's the best quarterback I've ever seen. So I'm really, really uh, – I want to see him play more no matter where it is. But I, it would be weird for him not to be in Green Bay. The same way I felt when Peyton Manning left Indianapolis. How do you feel when Brady like, left New England? Oh, I had no problem with that. I was super <laughs> happy with that one. I was just like, 
Go ahead. You, I'll drive you there. I, I'll pick you up in. in well, you know Wingo Florida pretty well. And drive you down to Tampa. Exactly. I lived in Tampa Bay. I know the area. I'll tell you all the good spots. Like I literally would have done that. Uh, so that didn't bother me at all. But it, this would be weird. So yeah. So again, I hope for your sake because you sound like you want him to stay. Then I hope he stays. Uh, but give it one more. Give it what. Two, three more years, he probably exists. I, uh, I would I would say so. And I mean it's yeah. he's gonna be cognizant. I mean, he's said multiple times, and there's no reason to doubt him on this, is that he's not gonna drag it out like last year. They're gonna know because they they can start tagging Devontae Adams at the end of February. Mm-hmm. And I think depending on what Roger if Rogers retires, Adams is gonna be tough. I think he's gonna have to play under the cap. If he comes back, Aaron Rodgers is smart enough that he's gonna go to the Packers, like, okay, let's do this with my number. I want to, they're gonna want to get Devontae back. They'll get Devontae back. But I think they're going to want to avoid the tag on him. So there's a, once the, the, the big domino is Rodgers, and a lot of it's going to fall into place. So I do want him back, but I mean, change is going to happen at some point. Um, and a change off season would be fun to cover from a writing standpoint. But uh, man, thirty years of core, great quarterback play, we're going to see how the rest of the world lives here right quick. Yeah, really? I've had the opposite. I've had thirty <laughs> something years of bad. You had Chad. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> well, see, Mark you Sanchez. had Vinny Testaverde. Well, hold on a minute. Like Neil Chad O'Donnell. We can't get too far. I'm not gonna go way down the football road here. But Chad Pennington, <laughs> before before he got hurt, yes, I think he would have been a very very good quarterback for the Jets. Um, but once you get a shoulder injury at your throwing arm. And I mean, unless you, he did go to Dr. Andrews, which is crazy because so did Drew Brees, but they had just had different injuries and his arm strength was never the same after that. He never had a great arm, but it really hurt him even worse well, to the point. And so. people forgot how good he was before he got hurt. I would say that was a, that's a very forgotten quarterback yeah. in terms of pre-injury, post-injury. It sucks that that happened. Yeah. Um, I remember I, he was, he was the talk of the town. His accuracy never wavered. Like, that was still incredible. He finished with, like, but, a 66 career uh, accuracy rating or something like that, right? I think only Kirk Cousins is higher than Chad Pennington. No, shout out to Garrett. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I'm not talking Garrett about Kirk Spartan. Cousins. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about <laughs> Kirk Cousins. I'll uh, say this, though. Aaron Rodgers has got some decent comic book connections. You know, the guy was dating Psylocke. Olivia Munn, <laughs> and now he's 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 dating the Mary Jane that was uh, that never was in yeah. Chainley Woodley. So yeah. clearly he well, uh, he goes after top tier comic book women. <laughs> well, the the the, Chain, the Chainley Woodley rumors are now that they've split, but that you know ah, we, okay we, we 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 have made it very clear on our site, and I wish and I'm glad to see most of the national Packers beat the legitimate sites at least have you know steered away from that. You know that's that has no effect on the football field. I mean, do we talk about it privately? You're darn straight. We're human beings. It's fun to talk about, but we won't publish anything like that. But um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that seems off. to be the newest rumor. Well, <laughs> it's kind of like well, all those crazy rumors between Pattinson and Kravitz, you know, mm-hmm. during production of the Batman. So oh, that, some sites yeah. rolled with it. Some didn't, you know, respectable sites didn't. So. Oh, that's, that's, that was, oh, Bill and I are going to have a laughs about that. Cause I said to some of that, I'm like, these people are worse than some of the football fans. It's absolutely crazy. It's a little fanboy TMZ. It's oh, it's just, I mean, I mean, I could write between the stuff I, you know, between how much I followed up with BOF and with football fans, you know, the, the behavior of online comic book fans versus sports fans, that Venn diagram is almost a perfect circle. It's a different kind of level with some of them. I'm talking like trolls here, okay? 
I'm not talking like you, your I actually fan. think fanboys have gotten a little soft. They probably have always been soft, but yeah. I feel like at least sports fans, you can break some balls and have some fun. Yeah, and, uh, that is that. That's fanboys seem to part. tend to th- uh, take things a little too seriously. If you ask me. Well, that's, I, I, I would definitely agree with that because sports. It, yeah, I mean, at the same of the time, sports you're still dealing in the real world, where you know, with the fanboys argument, you're in more of a fictional yeah. world, bordering. Well, some of them bordering on a delusional world, you know, where they think our real world. But, um, <laughs> oh, some of them are delusional. That's yeah. that, that's um, but yeah, it's it's kind of just been interesting, you know, since I did start writing for Bill, just seeing how the dichotomy has been. That's been a real interesting interaction. Boy, I would love to psychoanalyze the behavior of the online community well, between sports and comic book movies, you know, I, going I, forward. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll pass on Start that. One. I, I can't. I, I don't yeah, have that's, the stomach. I don't you know, have the if stomach. I, you, you know, if I wrote it, it would start very professionally, but as the tequila and all the liquor took hold, that <laughs> would just turn into more nonsensical ramblings and it would yeah. just be like Z, 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 X, Y, you know, just nonsense after that. <laughs> like I passed out on the keyboard. That's the end of my dissertation. There you go. So. <laughs> As we said early, we are recording the day before Super Bowl Sunday. And of course, as we know, Super Bowl Sunday is not only known for football, but it's known for food. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, people have some people have these huge spreads. Um, I love the the um, the football field, different ones like people. Some people make them out of cheese. Some people make them out of vegetables. Like someone make a vegetable tray into a football field. It's really cool to see all these pictures and stuff like that. Um, I tried to do that once for the New England Atlanta Super Bowl. I tried to make a, a football field pizza, and it all just melted into pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Which was still delicious. It just wasn't Instagram worthy. <laughs> but all that stuff is fun to watch, um, to see, and to do. Sometimes I've done some things in the past. I've made um, football related cake and cookies and. Um, but I think the biggest food for most people when you think football is probably wings. Oh, yeah. I would say wings yep. is probably number one. Uh, but Wing stop's going to make a lot of money tomorrow. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that would be the one everyone usually eats. Pizza may be second. Uh, I would say wings are first. But for you guys, uh, Chris, I'll go to you first. What's your, what's your go-to Super Bowl dish? Bratwurst. I'm speaking like a Wisconsin boy. Bratwurst. Cheese, bratwurst with sauerkraut, oh, cheese, delicious. and a and a bottle of spotted cow. Only sold in Wisconsin. If somebody's selling it in your state, true fact, they're a criminal. If you're selling, if they're selling it in the state and it's not Wisconsin, it's a it's a criminal law. I am. It's a crime. I'm not kidding. Chris, um, narking people now. He's narking it's, people out. <laughs> it's a. Uh, it, 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 some guy got arrested for it in Minnesota and actually got a pretty hefty fine. That's that's crazy. You know, intellectual. I don't know if it's a property thing or what, but wow. yeah. It's, so it's okay. always, but it, I mean, the wing, the wing part though, I have to go with. I mean, I invested in an air fryer, and some of these air fryer buffalo wings I've been able to make have been phenomenal. Really? Um, you know, obviously, it's you know we don't get access to quite the hot sauce that I'm sure you know that they have in New York, but uh, you know that's the air fryer has actually been a sec- real secret weapon as far as the wings. But you know, as far as the traditional spread that we would always have, you know, I've been lucky to. The Packers have played in three Super Bowls, you know, in my lifetime. Yeah. So it was always brats, sauerkraut, traditional tailgate food, but cheese spread, a lot of mm. beer. Um, <laughs> beer always. Nacho, right? Nachos. Yeah, I mean, it's sounds it's great. man. Um, nachos, uh, just your typical tailgate food. Um, 
It's really it's so it's really hard to kind of describe that because the tailgate culture is so much Wisconsin culture. It really blends in as far as the tailgate food. So I mean, we still eat brats when it's not football season. Yeah. So it's so you know long. that's <laughs> summertime. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then uh, usually for dessert, cheesecake. Okay, definite oh. cheesecake for dessert. I... Believe it or not. Oh, and you gotta have cheese curds. Look, shame on me. I almost had my cheese head revoked, but fried deep fried cheese curds. Oh, uh, nothing better. You are not kidding. I love some deep fried cheese curds. All right, Pete, you you actually sent us pictures. Pete has sent us pictures of what he's making for tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, so go th- ahead and tomorrow tell us. I got a. I made some buff. I prepped some buffalo chicken dip, which is great. So I got a lot of franks in there, a lot of chicken, some blue cheese. Uh, sour cream and then uh, what I love to do is I, I love jalapenos so I made uh, stuffed jalapeno poppers wrapped in bacon yes. I, I put oh. them in the freezer uh, so they're going to freeze overnight so the, the sour cream and, and the, the filling essentially uh, doesn't melt too fast in the oven I mean it's still going to ooze out but it, if you freeze it it actually helps a little bit and uh, you know we're going to my brother he came he had a gift card for like Trader Joe's and he's like I just bought all these things I was like all right. Like he's not much of a cook, but I was like, at least you're contributing, you know, like <laughs> you did your part. So we bought a lot of finger foods and we're just going to do small thing and just uh, us and the family. So, you know, my mom's going to make some lasagna. So we'll just, it's like typical guineas. Uh, so the holiday got to get your holiday lasagna in. Right. And uh, th- that's it. Just have some hot dogs and just go, go to town. We're going to make some queso and just, you know, lot, lots of chips, lots of, lots of meat and uh, just good stuff. So. Yes, so I am making buffalo chicken meatballs. Sounds uh, delicious. Basically, Ooh. they're chicken meatballs that you stuff with either blue cheese, if if you like blue cheese. If you don't, you don't have to stuff them, obviously. You can use a different cheese, mozzarella, cheddar, whatever you prefer. Um, but traditionally, blue cheese goes with buffalo wings, so that's what you normally stuff them with. Um, I think we're also getting wings. I think I'm ordering a tray of wings from a really good wing place nearby. So we're going to have those. Um, and then I haven't, I don't know. Like I was trying to think, do I want, cause my, I'm having a few people over my, my family. So I was just trying to wonder, think, do I just want to order pizza or do we want to make like, do I want to make something? So I'll, I might make chili. That's possible in the morning. I might slow cook some right. chili and we'll eat that. So, uh, so yeah, but obviously and beer, I'll have beer and, um, I think that's about it. I don't know. My sister might bring dessert. She's known for that. So I'm not a big dessert guy. I'd rather get like a third or fourth helping of dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Save room for real food. I like to say. All right. Yep. Absolutely. So, and also let's do this very quickly. So of course it's the Cincinnati Bengals and the LA Rams. Chris, who do you like in the game tomorrow? I am going to go with the, I'm going to go with the Rams. Um, very happy for Matthew Stafford. Um, think this is kind of everything aligned for him. He escaped after spending so much time with, you know, this has kind of become a thing, but it's true with a poverty franchise like the Detroit Lions who can't mm-hmm. seem to do anything right. Um, really well-deserved. I finally can see what he's doing. But also what really got me is that if you watch during NFL honors, Andrew Whitworth's Man of the Year speech, yeah. phenomenal human being and what he's done. Um, I'm also a Sean McVay fan who worked close with the Packers coach. Yes. Um, so I definitely would. I definitely. I'm actually almost rooting for Cincinnati. Also, as kind of a long underdog. I really don't care who wins. But as far as you know, what I'm predicting, I think it's going to be the Rams. But it's it might be a little uglier than. Uh, I just don't think Cincinnati's offensive line is going to be able to stop Aaron Donald. They're pretty That's, beat up, and yeah, yeah. yeah Joe I mean, Burrow they- was the most sacked quarterback in the league this year, and he made the Super Bowl. So. Yep. 
and Tennessee got them nine times uh, in that game. It's amazing that they won that game. Tannehill was terrible. That's why they won. But still, it's amazing mm-hmm. that they won that game. So, Pete, what about you? Who do you like tomorrow? Uh, I mean, I'm really pulling for Cincinnati here. Um, for most of my life, Cincinnati has been a just miserable franchise up until like Marvin Lewis, to be honest. Like, they, you know, I grew mm-hmm. up calling them the Bungles for crying out loud. So really, I'm pulling for Cincinnati and uh, and Burroughs, and I'm hoping they win. Uh, also, I, uh, you know, growing up in, you know, the, the Tri-State area, I can't stand Odell Beckham, so I can't root for Odell Beckham, even though I like Stafford. <laughs> you know, I just, I can't watch Odell win a championship. As much it was drive Giants fans crazy. I think uh, I just can't root for that guy. You know, I'm not a Giant fan, but I just I don't like his attitude. I don't like the way he goes about business, and uh, I just I can't root for him. I can't. You know, <laughs> just there's certain guys you just That's, don't want to win championships, and he's one of them. That is a yeah. common thought. By that a lot of people. I think Cincinnati's got the man with the golden foot. So if it's close and it's late, I, I like this McPherson kid. He's got balls, man. He's kicking. He's taking practice kicks with cheerleaders. He's calling the game. Like I, I, I just, he's a goddamn kicker. He does. He does have a lot of balls on the field. Do you guys remember the game Cincinnati played against the Packers where there were like nine missed field goals between Crosby yes. and McPherson? That was yes. that I was remember the end of the game. Drunk game. <laughs> yes, I do remember the I was out. I was actually out that day watching football. And I'm like, and the, all the, we're all at the bar. We're like, yeah, he's missing this one. We just kept saying it. And they kept missing. Oh, <laughs> they kept missing the kick. It was great. But uh, I am with Chris on this. I like the Rams tomorrow for most of the reasons he stated. Um I'm a big Matt Stafford fan. I've always been a big Matt Stafford fan. Uh, I, Pete, I agree with you. Odell is, is hard to stomach. So, I mean, I do. I won't be mad if the Rams don't win, but I just think they're going to. Just looking at it from someone who's, you know. Who they seem to be the popular choice. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're yeah, they are. by four points. So, they are the favorite team. Uh, but, yeah, I, I just, um, as long as they don't, make mistakes because they can Stafford can be a mistake prone from time to time. And, you know, we saw what's it called acres fumbled a couple times against, mm-hmm. um, you know, and one where there was a touchdown. He was basically, you know, it was just had to walk in and he fumbled. So right in the goal line. So, but I think this is the time they get it right. I think Sean McVay um, might probably learn, maybe learn something from the first time he was there. This is the second time he's been there with the Rams. So I I like the Rams as well. All right. So everyone listening, sorry, we bored you with a little football at the beginning. I mean, I was the only one who was really bored. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get into, of course, what we normally talk about, which is our, uh, everything that goes on in fandom. We try and bring it to you here on Straight Outta Gotham. So let us start with a nice little story about John Williams. Um, So we know John Williams is a composer. He's composed obviously famously for Star Wars and is probably even more famous than the Star Wars theme, I would say, is the Jaws theme, right? Yeah. So, so. so when Steven, he first played the Jaws theme for Steven Spielberg, he thought he was kidding. Like, he thought it was a joke. He didn't believe because it was so simple. <laughs> he said he was expecting this big, like, melodic, total, eerie, kind of like a horror theme, and all he got was dun dun um so it was pretty funny to read that uh become quite an iconic theme so what do you guys when you 
since the Jaws theme has become so iconic for all of us, it's kind of like a, the, I think it's, it's like I said, for me, it would be Star Wars, but for most people, it would probably be Jaws. Probably his most well-known theme. So when you heard that the director was kind of iffy, like thought it was a funny joke, what is what was your reaction to that, uh, Pete? Uh, it kind of took me by surprise just because like growing up, that song is so implanted in my in my brain is just you know tense and scary and it just sets the tone for every time that uh bruce prop props pops up on screen um i was just kind of shocked i was like wow like this is interesting and i guess at the time williams was young and he you know granted like you know when i'm when as soon as i was born he's been well established right like between star wars indiana jones and and uh jaws obviously so like you're like oh i guess, I guess at the time it makes sense but I just it's still just like impossible for me to fathom like Spielberg just not being like, oh, this is great. This is epic because like my whole life it's been, you know, Jaws and the Batman 89 theme who have just probably like my favorite two themes of all time. So I, I thought it was very interesting when I read it on a uh, Hollywood Reporter. Yes. Thank you for putting that in there, Pete. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter is where we, we got this. So, Chris, what did you what do you think when you hear someone like something like that? Like That's kind of crazy because like we love that theme. It's such an iconic theme. Well, Spielberg is was the director of my childhood with so many of his movies. John mm-hmm. Williams, same thing. Um, but I you know, that theme from Jaws is iconic because I was actually a bassist when I was in middle and high school, string bass and orchestra. And, you know, playing that, that's the, one of the first things you always do whenever the teacher would come in. I'd always. It's very easy to play. It's not it's not a difficult song to play at all. But, uh, yeah, it's <laughs> I was very surprised to hear that. But, you know, it's kind of funny how some of these iconic songs, you know, these soundtracks almost happened by accident you know, a little bit. And, you right. know, Danny, I'll never forget hearing um, Danny Elfman talking about, you were talking about the Batman 89 theme, you know, how, you know, Danny Elfman's playing it and John Peters is saying, Oh, you know, what if this composer is available, this composer is available. And then he goes, he played the Batman March and it took off. So it's just kind of funny how these all, some of these songs happen that way. But yeah, I was, I was shocked just like everybody else was because Spielberg made it sound like, you know, that he was like, Holy crap, what's going on here? But then people forget, you know, because of how established they are, that so many careers are riding on that movie. I mean, Spielberg's especially. Yes. I mean, if that if that hadn't worked out, ooh. I mean, what if the shark would have worked? I mean, that you know, <laughs> careers riding on that movie. Yeah. That's just it, that that the legend of that movie, I think, is one of Hollywood's great stories. I believe it's considered the first real summer blockbuster film. So yeah, I mean, that's it's a big part of just Americana. Yes, and like you said before, Pete, um, I you don't even need to see the movie if you hear that those tones, it's just scary. Like it just get, brings you in that place, yeah, yeah. right? So you just uh, think about when th- that first scene when uh, that girl gets torn apart. Like you don't see the shark at all, really, mm-hmm. you know, but you hear that song and you you know you got the point of view shot, and it's just you know something bad's gonna happen. And uh, music is the emotional force. The score is always the emotional force of any movie. And, you know, it's, it's just does something in your mind. It triggers all your emotions, whether happy, sad, uh, anger. And it's just, you know, a great composer is just as important as a great director. So like, it was just like, I read this and I just couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, that's funny. (laughs) Back in the day, you guys had no idea what you had on your hands. I know. Right. Like, they're just so iconic now, like both of them. Like you said, like Chris said, Spielberg's career, Spielberg's career and Williams' career, you could kind of look at that point and said, okay, that's where they, that's where they, you know, yeah. became what they are now. So, well, well, and what's crazy about that movie being how old it is now is it's almost one of those. It is one of those films that is unrebootable. I mean, I hope you got nobody's that so. stupid to try to tackle that because 
if they re, if they reboot that or they do some kind of movie in that series, somebody is going to. There have been rumors with the theme, and yeah, we we reported on the show in the early days that they they were like a, they, they were considering it, and I think Spielberg shot it down immediately. But there have been other shark movies that have tried Deep Blue Sea, The Meg. Um, Sharknado even, you know, try to capitalize on <laughs> on the shark theme because, you know, everyone loves shark. Shark Week is still a thing. And, you know, we, we're fascinated by this just, you know, m- monstrous eating machine, you know. So I'd love to see how many wings a shark can put down. <laughs> just very quick, you, you both could comment on this. Can you think of a movie now like obviously Jaws is a great movie and the score is great and it, it, they kind of really work together. But can you think of a movie or maybe a, a a franchise of films where you don't like the franchise but you like the score? Wow, that's that's tough because I mean I buy so many scores that I love. Um, I can't I can't think of anything really. Nothing off the top of my head that sticks out of something that like a movie I like where I don't like the music. If he has Reno, he'll probably say the Batman. He's not a big fan of the Batman. Well, I'm not either. Yet, this movie. So, but but uh, uh, I, you know, got, I got to wait and see the movie and uh, see it in, in context and see how it works. But uh, you know, uh, I can't think of anything on top of my head, Chris. Are you talking franchise or are you talking franchise or movies? It could be either. It could be it's just just something where you really really love the the music, um, the score, but you don't like the movie at all. The movie just is terrible. Oh boy, I I I'm gonna drop the bomb here. BVS. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. Like, you know what? I like. Though? Yeah. Because I like one, I like I like the fight music, like the score. If you just before you even watch the movie, if you just listen to the score. The Wonder Woman theme is absolutely badass. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad I'm glad Patty Jenkins stuck with that. Um, but the scene where Batman is chasing the semi from LexCorp or with the kryptonite on it, that's just I love I. I actually have a couple of those songs on my on my um, iTunes library. It's just it's I just I like the score of the movie. It's just uh, I love playing it while I'm driving. It makes me feel like Batman. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 you know, I did notice that you play that. You you look at the you look at the miles per hour and you're like, oh, shit. Uh, yeah, the 89 theme for me. Yeah. yeah, the 89 theme. Descent into Mystery does oh, that yeah. for me from the 89 right. specifically. Like I play that in the car and all of a sudden I get a heavy foot. It's so true. Crazy. <laughs> Oh God! Like when we were when we were putting together my senior video, my senior year video, because I I was the class of 2002, so wow. we'd all know about the events of 2001, September 11th, and we had some other personal tragedies in school that year, and we did the Batman 89 theme is actually over our senior video because it seemed like the perfect move for it, mm. um, but it's just it's an iconic theme as well, so the, I could see that being the same way. So for me, it would be the Pirates movies because I only really like the first Pirates mm. film, but the music for all of them is fantastic. So that would probably be my choice because the first one is the best. The, the couple of the- I love the second okay, one a lot. I really but do. The, when it comes to just the music, I can listen to all of the music for every film. It's just really, really, really well done. Yeah, the, the one track that I found from there because you know I've, I've done video work throughout you know when I was in college was the- uh, it, I think it was called He's a Pirate, where it's the main theme. It's at the end. I can't remember which movie it's at the end of, but it starts. It's a really, it's a really upbeat score. Like here goes, was it? Was I can't remember if it was on that one or not. But yeah, it's just it was it was a great theme at the end of that. Yeah, th- those movies did have good music. I'll give you that. Yeah, so that's the one that I would I would pick. So all right, so moving right along, do you guys remember way back when? Um, well, it depends. You're a lot older than us. That's true. <laughs> but it's in your lifetime. I promise. It's in your lifetime. 
So you guys, I you know that little show called Smallville that kind of has a people. Some people have a love hate relationship with. Some people love it. Some people hate it. I, well, I'm one who don't don't like it actually. Yes, I know you are one of those people. So we know that Alan Richson, who um, has gone on now to play, um, he played Hawk in Titans, and um, now he's Jack Reacher. He played Aquaman on Smallville, and there was. a talk at that point that they were going to do a show and there was a pilot and everything was going to happen and it turned out that although he played it on Smallville he did not get the shot to play on the pilot it turned out it went to Justin Hartley who now everyone knows from This Is Us he's one of the stars of This Is Us so uh, it's kind of crazy I was just thinking I was thinking about this when I was reading the article before and uh, he's kind of cool about it um, he said that he wanted it and he was, it was a little overwhelming and he hadn't done anything of what small at that point. So he saw it was a big opportunity and then it kind of didn't happen when they were discussing working on the deal. It kind of didn't happen. So do you, can you guys think of any other situations like this where we had someone in a role and then they did something afterwards that didn't pan out like for that, that actor who was in the role? Hmm. Off the top of my head, oh, Eric, you're getting really deep here. You're making me think. I thought we were just talking about articles. I can't think of anything. Yeah, I, you're getting talking, boy. I thought I was talking about the Aquaman pilot and how much I liked it because it's on iTunes and you could buy it. I remember I bought it years ago and uh, I actually dug the pilot. I'm, I'm bummed because and I like Richson as as a hawk, you know, and so I'm dying to check out this Jack Reacher show, which is just uh, renewed for a second mm-hmm. season. Yeah. So I'm pumped for it. Um, geez. I mean, I feel like, geez, I don't know. What, what else were you thinking? How about that? What, what's on your brain? <laughs> no, like, obviously, I immediately think of, um, I just think of actors who change, like how the roles were changed in mid, mid-story. So, like, obviously, you think of Keaton, Kilmer, Clooney, like, that's mm-hmm. technically the same Batman, if you yeah, want to. Right, but, right. You know, Keaton it's different left, guys. Though, he, you know, right. I feel like Richin was not, it was interesting because Richin didn't get the part because they were like, they changed executives and the executive was like, yeah, we're not doing this superhero stuff. Meanwhile, it's like, what they do you're, now, yeah. you're the seed your entire network is based on superheroes now like you kidding me you guys you guys replace one superhero show with another so it's kind of weird how mm-hmm. times have changed and how the genre has taken over but yeah uh that's interesting that's a very interesting point i don't like how you make me think too much today so i died you know staying staying within the batman universe i would i mean katie holmes maggie gyllenhaal with rachel in the dark knight trilogy that's interesting yeah Are i can't imagine because i because Tom Cruise basically I, made her not take that role in the second movie, right? Yeah. I've exactly did that happen with that happened because she started promoting War of the Worlds instead of Begins. Is that what I well I think Tom I can't Cruise remember was what crazy with at that, that point. Yeah, that's <laughs> when the whole science she started yeah. with Cruise and the Scientology right. thing and it kind of she kind of kind of took a step back period from acting for a little while. But yeah, I mean, obviously we could talk about the show and the pilot that Hartley, obviously it wasn't picked up. The show didn't really go anywhere. Um, did you see the pilot, Chris? Have you seen? I did. I did not. Because um, okay. I just, the, the, what I appreciate, and I'm not sure how that would have actually worked out with him. I think that would have been an interesting take because, you know, what they did with the modern group was, you know, they, they know it's a campy character 
and they ran with it and they did it the right way mm-hmm. back then would they have known to do that you know i uh, i don't know I, it would have been harder to pull off it's it was an interesting take you know uh, arthur curry known as ac on AC. the show yeah he was, it was much younger um you know he lives with his father and he's kind of like this he, he it's like he's like working out of a marina and stuff he's always kind of getting in trouble but he's like discovering his powers and uh you know, I think the special effects were pretty good for the time. I'm a sucker for Ving Rhames. So the fact that he's in it, I was like already sold, you know, and he's kind of like this outcast who from Atlantis. And he's mm-hmm. like, he's like, uh, you know, I knew your mother. We're outcasts. And it, it was really cool. And you could kind of see it was like there's like this one with like this this chick who just like transforms in like something like from the trench. And you're just like, oh, wow, there's this is actually pretty cool. Like, I'm kind of bummed. I remember watching it. I discovered it in like maybe like 2014. And I, ironically, it was it's for sale on iTunes and it's not expensive. Like you can just buy the pilot and it's, you know, if you're a comic book fan and, and you love the genre, like I think it's well worth just checking out it, it, every once in a while I pop it on and it just, you kind of like, Oh man, what could have been. And for someone who didn't like Smallville, I was all in on this Aquaman show when I, when I, when I found out about it and I got really upset that it didn't actually get taken off. Well, as, as, as Aquaman myself, I'm glad it didn't because it looks really looked really cheesy to me. Uh, so you I'm say that of... about all the CW shows. <laughs> no, hello. I liked the first. Well, this group, the first CW show. I lo- I'm still a big Arrow fan. I love that show. I would watch that show again. I'd rewatch it. So that's not entirely true. I don't hate all the CW shows. If I could get you to watch Supergirl. No, not Supergirl. I won't I'm watch Supergirl. A, a Batwoman. I love Batwoman. Yes. We yes. know that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Someone's got to watch. It's it's pulling in good numbers. It's actually pretty well, good. I keep telling you guys. I, well, and I'm actually, I've fallen in love with Superman and Lois. I haven't bought a Who TV has show on. Yes. I, I haven't bought a TV season, a hard copy in a long time. I have that season on Blu-ray. Um, just because I, I really have enjoyed it. And I usually don't buy hard copies unless I know it's something I'm going to enjoy for a while. And uh, mm-hmm. boy, I think, I think that's exactly what Superman needs right now, especially with all the whatever's going on with him in the cinematic world. But uh, I think that's probably CW's best show to date. Hot take. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, I'd say it's between that and star girl. I can't remember who star actually makes star girl. Star mm-hmm. girl's up there. The two yeah, star girls. Yeah. That I, I've watched a couple of that. Yeah. That I would, uh, that's, that's a fair, that's a fair play. Yeah. All right. So sorry, Alan Richin, but you, you rebounded well. Are you, Eric, now, uh, are you upset that no one has called you for any of these roles, meaning that you are the Aquaman of Long Island? <laughs> uh, maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. You know, I think we should talk to some. We got. You know, this, we should have Bill talk to somebody at Warner's. In 2005, I was in really good shape, so I could have actually maybe pulled it off. My hair was actually still blonde back then, too. Might have worked. Like, even though Momo was not blonde, and well, Momo he, was he is not. not. You know, and, it works for him, so but but he's Jason Momoa. Like I can't. Yeah, but you're a cold. Well, that oh, that's true. That's you're, he's not the champion of Long Island. <laughs> he's not. That's true. Last week we had a, a contender to my throne, but he he's not. I think Eric actually made it out victorious. Actually, yes. <laughs> I think I'm. I, I think I won that battle. So. I'm still here, so ha! I won that. There battle. you go. That's all that matters. <laughs> as much as we love Tim Rooney, he's no Eric Holzman. That's true. Shout out to Tim. Man. Thanks again for coming on, man. That was great. All right, so moving right along, uh, Chris, are you a fan of horror? Are you a horror movie guy? Not, not terribly. Um, are we talking like like I the it the it movies? I was a fan of. I'm usually Did not you... a big slasher, not a big slasher film guy, but so you're not a fan of the Scream franchise. 
Uh, early, the first couple, yes, actually. Um, you know, as I got older, that those kind of movies fell out. But I mean, the first Scream was my teenage years, so I I did enjoy that. I was actually a bigger fan of I Know What You Did Last Summer at the time. But I like um, that one a lot myself. I like that one yeah, too. The, yes. Ooh. Yeah, the Scream, the Scream franchise um, definitely holds its place in my heart for the first couple films. Um, you know, definitely ripe for a reboot, as as we're going to talk about. Well, did you see the one that just came out? I have not yet. No, okay. um, have well, not yet. Well, P and I have. Uh, we talked about it a couple episodes ago. And we actually, we both really liked it. So it was good for us to find out that Scream 6 is getting made. Mm-hmm. Um, since the fifth installment earned more than $100 million globally, we are bringing back, we're going back again for Scream either 6 or Scream Part do a uh, part two point one, <laughs> sure, guess. whatever they want to call it, <laughs> right? Uh, because this one was technically Scream twenty twenty two. It's not called Scream five, but for us, it's obviously it's the same legacy character. So Scream five. So yeah, first Chris, you should give it a watch if you like the first couple. I think you'd probably I did, like I did. you'd probably like this one. So if you get an opportunity, give it a watch. But Pete, we're both fans, so we're getting more Scream. Go, man. Talk about yeah, it. Yeah, uh, I find it really interesting. I mean, I think I said it when we reviewed the, the movie a couple episodes ago that I thought it needed some time to in order to make fun of society, as Scream usually does. But then again, remember, Scream 2 came out like a, less than a year after the first Scream. So unless they're literally following the mold, uh, I'm kind of surprised. Uh, I thought, you know, I yeah. just think it needs time to breathe um, because they really did a great job of tackling fandom social media stuff like that within the movie uh and i thought that they did that really brilliantly but uh we'll ch- i'll check it out obviously i really enjoyed this one this one was probably my third favorite i'm a big fan of scream 4 and you knew once that scream 5 may made scream 4's money basically opening weekend that a sequel was in the works so as long as they take their time to uh to write it and you know give it that old uh college try I- i'll be there opening night to judge it but uh, I, I am a little surprised they're, they're diving in so head, uh, so fast into it. I think, I think with a lot of things now, because just because of the times we live in, you kind of have to strike while the iron's hot. And um, I mean, they, we, we're, Shazam and Aquaman, like when their sequels took forever to get there, you know, like well, yeah, sometimes but, it doesn't happen that way. No, you're right. Sometimes it doesn't happen that way. But I, the pandemic kind of aided, I think, in that process where things were shut down for a while and things might have been pushed off. So, you know, they didn't they weren't working on those films and they because they couldn't not because they didn't want to. Um, I think with this with Scream, uh, especially since this one uh, did so well and because let's be honest, if they're going to bring back some of the legacy characters, they're getting a little up, they're getting older and older and you kind of I think they kind of want to keep them in that that frame of mind that th- these things could still not only happen, but they can still deal with it. <laughs> so, uh, of course, J.B. Lee is J.B. Lee and she's well, doing they brought forever. back Sheriff Brackett in Halloween Kills. You know, yeah. So, for it. <laughs> so, I mean, of course, with that movie. You know, uh, J.B. Lee just keeps coming back, so that <laughs> that's great for her. But um, I think I think because of the the like I said, the strike while iron's hot, and people have a short attention span nowadays, you kind of have to get Scream uh, out there again. And uh, yeah, I'm for it, especially because horror horror has kind of made a comeback recently. So mm-hmm. the more we can put in, uh, the better. So Chris, again. Go watch watch the new screen. We're gonna I'm gonna talk to you about it on Twitter. Quiz and everything. I'm gonna ask you all these questions. 
<laughs> well, so I, I like. I'm glad to see that. I did see. I did see some of the trailers, and I'm glad to see you know that the social commentary is still there because that is what, like you guys said, that that is what made those films great at the beginning. So if, if there is a decent lampooning of social media, I think guys. Oh, you'll love it, man! You definitely need to watch it. It, it definitely takes shots at uh, all the appropriate groups that need it shots does. taken. It totally does. It, does, does. It, does it take a shot at TikTok without getting into anything spoiler? Because that's the one social media trend that just. Not, not necessarily TikTok, but no. more or less like groups of fandom. Like it definitely right. goes hard at Star Wars fans and Zaddies. So yes. it, you know, oh. it, yeah. So like yes. it, for oh. that alone, like for me, I was like, oh, I saw what you did there. <laughs> oh, Schadenfreude. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So like this is um yeah, it's definitely because of because we're all in this space too, and we deal with these things on a daily basis, it really hit home. Uh, for me and Pete and Chris, I'm sure it would for you too. So uh, definitely check it out. But yeah, I'm happy. Reno saw more. it last night and he hasn't stopped texting me about it. Yeah, so me he, too. He loves it. So. He, I, yes, he texted me right when he got out and it, what it said was, I love this effing movie. That's yeah. what he texted me just, right away. Imagine that coming out of like Mario Lemieux's like brother-in-law's mouth. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. He's oh awesome, man. I love that guy. <laughs> awesome guy. All right. So let's move into a little bit, a little bit of Marvel news here. Um, Anthony Ramos or Ramos, however you say his name. I don't know if you guys have seen Hamilton or in the Heights, but uh, he's from that world. He's from the Lin-Manuel Miranda tree. That's what I like to say mm. when I still talk about, yeah. talk about any of these guys. Um, and he actually was just, named as a cast member for the Ironheart show that they're doing on Disney Plus, which of course is the Riri Williams reimagining of Iron Man, where she plays Ironheart. So what do you think? Our, our, Pete, I know you're not a huge fan of Iron Man, but the show now definitely, it seems like it's definitely going forward. It's definitely getting made. It's adding star power. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember Ramos from Star Wars Born. He was there a little bit with Lady Gaga. And yes, I was like, he kind of in the sh- in the short time, he was there really acted his ass off. So that's kind of where I know him from. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you know, we're getting to the point now in the in the fandom where like, man, I can't keep up with everything. It's hard to keep up. Like I had to, it was hard for me to cram Loki in. And that was only six episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll give it a shot. I've, I'm still having a hard time fitting Naomi in over at the CW. So it's it's getting pretty ridiculous keeping up with all our capes and tights TV. But uh, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a chance because, I mean, we're, if it's good enough, we're going to have to talk about it. And uh, hopefully yes. that's the case. So, uh, you know, again, just I hope it draws me in and I'll give it a chance. But uh, we all know, I mean, I'm still like when it comes to people who walk, walk around in iron suits war machines my guy you know he's definitely my favorite <laughs> really quick pete have, did you have you seen hamilton the not i the haven't pl- seen hamilton no you haven't watched the the did one on disney plus the is the it on disney plus now i can yeah. check it out yeah yeah okay. yeah it is well then i have i know a lot i know account. a lot of people don't love theater but even if you don't love theater this is i know you like rap and this is done that way so okay i'll give it a shot i did not know you? it was on d plus yes how about you chris have you seen are you a fan of theater I I am um, I was an orchestra dork as a kid, so I just it's it's carried on to me even through even through into my adulthood. But yes, I would agree with that Hamilton because um, I actually saw my the first time I actually saw Lin Manuel uh, Miranda was actually in Mary Poppins Returns. Um, went for family Christmas because that was one I of our favorite movie. movies as a family. It was a fantastic movie. Yeah. Um, Emily Blunt did a phenomenal job. Well, though. It didn't do well. Uh, it, it didn't. 
Um, but when I saw what he did with some of the songs there, and I'm like, that's they're like they're what they call like Hamilton rapping. And that's what got my attention because I'm like, okay, this isn't. And when I watched it, it was phenomenal. And then it actually came here um, to the Performing Arts Center, and I actually got to see that live, which oh, nice. phenomenal. If you can see it, in, if you can still see it in person, I don't know if you still can. Um, with all the other stuff going on in the world, but phenomenal performance. Uh, highly recommend. But um, as far as the show, I I would say I saw Ramos same thing as you did, Pete. Um, in a star is born so that i similar thoughts right there kind of crazy um and, you know for Mar as far as the marvel you know with iron heart i was ready to kind of tap out after endgame a little bit you know except you know i but i this intrigued me i'm like if they do the riri williams story that will really intrigue me and the rumors have been out there now that you know is rdj going to show up as a ai you know kind of as the new jarvis i don't know if that's mm, going to happen okay. but i think that would kind of be a neat effect because it was actually um, Robert Downey Jr. Jr. was the reason I got into those movies, and we all know what happened in Endgame. So at that point, I'm kind of like, well, shit. I'm the only person who was happy about that. <laughs> spoilers, well, people, the other, spoilers. Well, the biggest thing that got to me, and um, the biggest thing that got, you know, with all the TV shows that have come out, you know, you said you had a time fitting in Loki. The biggest one getting me was Captain uh, Falcon, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Almost spoiled that. Um, but, you know, I was glad I was glad to see that show. I love that ending. Uh, oh, that, that's really all that's that got series. it. Yeah. Yeah. That's still my favorite one on Disney plus. I really was. Oh, yeah, I, I, I love the captain America world. So to see Bucky and, uh, and, uh, uh, Falcon get their own show was just a real treat for me. And I'm, and I'm a big fan of Anthony Mackie as an actor and as a guy, um, seems like a tremendous human being really looking forward to seeing what he can do with, with that. Um, again, spoiler alert, seeing what he can do. If he, he, he can carry his own movie. I'm kind of excited to see what they do going mm -hmm. forward. Yeah, I'm all for yeah. it. I'm all for the passing of the torch of Captain America there. So very, very quick, guys. We're going to get Riri Williams in Black Panther 2 Wakanda Forever. That's where she's supposed to make her debut. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we're going to get a little bit of her early, which we know Marvel does these things to build their future um their future media, whatever it is, shows, movies now. Their empire. Yes, they they <laughs> drop they drop them in the movies. So yes, it's gonna be yes. interesting. It's gonna be interesting to see her um, in that world, or if maybe she comes out of that world. I don't know the story they're telling with this version of Riri Williams. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, man, Anthony Ramos, like he's just really good. He was great in In the Heights. Um, I got to see that. You and so. Nico are like my go-to to cinephiles. You know, like you guys see more like <laughs> movies and I, I just kind of stay within like the fanboy genre, but like, and Zeddy too, like those guys actually go out and see actual movies. <laughs> so like I use you guys as a point of reference, like, oh, I should check this out. This seems to be uh, grasping people's attention. Yeah, definitely. I mean, definitely go... I mean, even if you just saw, if you do see Hamilton, he's he actually plays Lin Manuel Miranda's son in Hamilton. So okay. when you go see it, you'll see him there. Mm -hmm. And then obviously he plays the lead mm -hmm. in in the Heights, where Lin Manuel Miranda played it on broad um, when it was on Broadway. But he's too old now, so Anthony Ramos played it on in the movie. Uh, but he's it he's really really good. So anytime you add talent to things like this, I'm always going to be more intrigued. So bring this bring this forward. And um, can't wait. I, I will definitely watch this just because Marvel has that cachet with me now. I'm going to give their stuff a shot all the time. I, I can't get him to watch Batwoman, but he's going to watch Ironheart. <laughs> hey, I know, but hey, I did watch the premiere of Naomi. I did watch that. Uh, and I thought it was pretty good. It's just not a I show for it too. me. 
it's just not a show for me. Like, old I, man, look at my life. Exactly right. Like that's what I say. It's, uh, I'm I'm an old guy now, so it's just not my kind of show. So we know about hashtag movements. Right. Everyone here is familiar with hashtag movements, of course. We, of course, know the most famous one would be released, the Snyder Cut, which, of course, has morphed now into one for David Ayer's The Suicide... Or, sorry, Suicide Squad. I can't say The Suicide Squad. It's just Suicide Squad. So... Will Smith famously played Deadshot in David Ayer's Suicide Squad in 2016. And he says that there's a whole lot that stayed on the cutting room floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says he's into it. He wants to see it. He want, he would love to see what, um, what the rest of the stuff in the put together film. Um, Ayer then went on to say it would be cathartic if it happened. Uh, so, Chris, I'll go to you first because Pete and I talk about these things more often. Uh, I try not to. <laughs> oh, boy. So, <laughs> would you want to see more of Suicide Squad? I mean, we heard, obviously, we heard, we know Will Smith says there's more there. We know Jared Leto has also said there's more of, of Joker. Would you want to see an air cut? For, I, I respect David Ayer a lot. I really do. Um, but after the whole thing with the Snyder cut and the aftershocks of that, Warner Warner's has now opened Pandora's box and I don't know how they're going to get it shut I agree um, because what what's sitting on this cutting room floor is probably more Leto Joker, more Batfleck. And you know what that's going to do to that community. They will not let Ben go. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm saying that community separate from some of us because they do not live in our world. It seems like sometimes, <laughs> but um, I, I, I have very strong feelings on that. And Bill, Bill has, Bill's heard some of it too. Um, but it seems like, you know, that they I, I don't want to see more of it. I think they got to slam the door at some point. And if they allow this to go forward, you know, where do you draw the line? You know, you, if you, I mean, I get, okay, you're making movies for the fans, but you're also making it for the mainstream. And they're the ones that dick, they're the ones that are going to drive the success to the box office, not, you know, guys like us. So I really think they got to be careful. I would love to see it but do it as an HBO max. Do not release, you know, if I maybe release it as an HBO max series, but uh, boy, I just, I think they're, they're risking a fire right there, especially if the Batman Matt Reeves does what he, every sign seems to be pointing. I just really think, I really think they're, they're playing with dynamite here and I, I wouldn't do it though. Um, at least not, at least not now, maybe down the road, you know, like the Donner cut, yeah. I could definitely see that, but don't do it now. You know, Warner's can probably tell Air, "Hey, we're going to do it, but let's we got to we got to give Reeves his time, and then maybe we can revisit it." And I don't see Air being doing what Snyder did, trying to use fans as end of their mean. I think he's above that fray, but that's that's where I'm at. That's kind of what I was going to follow up with. I was going to say he seems like a really David Air seems like a really good guy. He seems very appreciative of the people who want to see this, but he's also kind of like I, I don't. If it happens, great, but I'm I'm not. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Pete, we've talked about obviously this extensively with the first with the Snyder cut. Uh, now I know you have a, a fan who who's wants the air cut. <laughs> so. Well, it's it's <laughs> not even the air cut. It's uh, it's this. Well, here's the thing. Um, you know, Will Smith also said he liked what he saw in both versions. So what, what I took that as like, Will's like, yeah, you can make this because you guys got to write me another check. Yeah. The same way that they did with everyone else in both versions yeah. of Justice League. Like That's everyone also got another check because, you know, there was all about like, didn't, what is this TV show? Is, is that like, how are they going to get paid? Like, mm-hmm. 
whatever. Right. Um, I think you just got to move on. And I'm just somebody who, you know, I appreciate, I like BVS. I appreciate Ben Affleck's time as Batman. I, I like Jared Leto's Joker. I have, I have a statue of it in my, in my room here, my office thing, whatever you want to call this place. <laughs> you know, Reno can't understand why I have this statue, but I do. I dig it. Um, I just, it didn't resonate. It didn't work. I feel bad for David Ayer, but like, I feel like this has happened before with other directors and I'm just, you know, the Schumacher cut had a hashtag campaign and seemed to go nowhere today. I think they tapped out at like 8,000 tweets trending. And it's, you know, I I think the Snyder cut was a one and done thing. You know, they they are very loud. They're very passionate. And uh, it happened at the right time. You know, the movie industry shut down. AT&T is greedy. They needed to make some money and they needed Mm -hmm. to subscribe to HBO Max. I just, uh, for me, I, I agree with Chris, you know, like you open Pandora's box and, you know, you, you know, you, yeah. these people are going to go crazy and they, they, they still are going crazy. Like, you know, they still can't accept the fact that, we, you know, the DC universe looks better now than it, it, it has probably in a long time, it, you know, collectively, you know, various characters, various directors, various visions. I, I think I think we're in the right direction. I think we just have to move on. I'm sorry that this happened to David Ayer. It's not his fault. Uh, but you know, mm-hmm. Warner Brothers yeah. had made made a financial choice what they thought was best for their company. And when you're a director, I feel like you know what you're signing up for. Um, you know, that can happen. And once again, I just you know, I, I'm all in on the Batman in the future. You know, I'm all in on Keaton coming back. And you know, it's just it's just time to move on. I, I can still watch Suicide Squad. I appreciate. It. I enjoy the film itself. You know, I I love what it gave us and de- with Will Smith as Deadshot, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, Jai Courtney as Captain Boomerang. You know, those are, uh, Viola Davis as Amanda Waller. Those, you know, some of those things carried on to the next movie and even into the Peacemaker TV show. So, all is mm-hmm. not forgotten. Uh, but you know, it's just it it didn't work out. It was bad timing. I feel bad for him, but it's just again, just time to move on. Because yeah. you know, and I, I said you know, with with Affleck and the way the the way this was setting up between Cavill, Snyder, or between Cavill, Affleck, such a waste of potential. If you know, maybe Snyder in the studio handled this a little better, paced it a little more, because they saw what happened with the Avengers and floored it. Um, yeah, I think I wrote about this for Bof. I think it could have been much different. Um, I thought I loved Affleck's performance. I mean. Is that my favorite Batman? No. Um, my Batman sensibilities are very much more in line with Bill's. Um, you, but I wanted to see almost what made Bruce get to that point in that series. Yeah, I'm with you. You know, and same thing with some of these characters too. Like I would have loved to have seen, you know, like more of Jared Leto's Joker in the sense of him interacting more with a with a Batfleck in his prime. You know, and I thought that maybe where this was going, but um, the train went off the rails quick, and it's it's a, it is a shame. So I I understand that, but it's sometimes. You gotta let Could've, it go. Shoulda, right? I mean, yes, just, it's yep, definitely. Yep. I'm, I'm kind of there too. Um, the I studio was like, a bit too greedy. Snyder was a bit too ambitious. It just didn't work out. I, you know, and, just, and the rest. It's always Marvel's true. fault, and it's always Marvel's fault. Well, it's the critics. I mean, when Avengers, the, the critics well, get paid off by too. Disney. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, like Avengers took off, and Warner Brothers after you know Nolan wrapped up the trilogy, it was like, oh crap! And, you know, they Warner Brothers went from zero to a hundred, and they really mm-hmm. should have. Taking Never, their time and yeah. done it smart. And you saw Sony did the same thing with Amazing Two. They tried yep. to build, you know, the Sinister Six yep. really quickly yep. in Amazing Two, and that didn't work out. So, you know, it, it, you know, they, they say this about the NFL: it's a copycat league. Well, Hollywood is a is a copycat town, mm-hmm. and everyone's trying to do everything else that the other person is doing. So, money chases money. So, 
There you That's go. It. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm like I'm there too. It's I did like Suicide Squad, the one we got, so I don't need to see the air cut. If we ever do get it, great. That's fine. I'm you know, I'll watch it because I like this stuff, so I'll watch it anyway. But I don't need to get it. But as Pete said, we're moving forward. And just really quickly, we got a sizzle reel yesterday about a two-minute sizzle reel about the future of the DC the DCEU. Could I still call it that? I, I don't know what I, I the just called it the DCU, is. man. That's <laughs> it. It's the DC I, film universe. I don't know. But just very quickly, a few comments on it. Um, Chris, you saw the little sizzle reel, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how awesome was that? Go ahead. Talk, man. I love it. I mean, the future of um, are we? Can I cross the streams a little here and call it Ladkoff or whatever Bill called it? <laughs> Ladkoff. <laughs> yeah. Um, showing my favorite acronyms of all time. I got to give them credit for that. Um, but it's I'm ex- I'm excited for it. I mean, this is the way to go. Let the let the creators do what they need to do, and if bring in another character serves their purpose, great. If not, you know, oh well, you know, make make it loose. I mean, the goal the goal at the end of the day is to make a great film. You know, and to bring back the football analogy, that's to win the game. You know, how you get there, whatever, they're going to matter the result. Wins yeah. a win. Yep. Yep, exactly. And I think I really like, you know, and the formula was there when they gave Nolan everything. And um, I really think, you know, they're doing it again with Reeves. And I think when they see what the money, I hope what money the Batman's going to make, they're going to, I think this is the path forward, you know, to this is the way. To borrow yeah, a line from Matt this Warren. is the way that's true this is the way so pete in this new sizzle reel we've got scenes from <sighs> black adam where we got oh to see God. hawkman we got to see i want to see an yes. adam smasher uh, ant-man fight like or giant man let me see that <laughs> i'm just so stoked everything from black and black adam seems like such a personal movie like the way the uh the way that black adam was talking about his son i was like wow i didn't expect yeah. that to go there um to see dr fate in that shiny uh, gold helmet oh, uh to hear pierce yeah. brosnan's voice uh the key in voiceover yes, uh some yes, more yes, clips yes. of the batman uh, and to see barry allen with his lenses is like straight out of Young Justice and Wally West. I love it. Sorry, Justin Kowalski. I, I can't wait. Like, it, it's just great. Give it to me. I'm so happy with the DC universe. I haven't been this pumped about DC on film since like I since BVS. Like, I thought BVS was going to start something and it didn't. It got side. It got it went off the rails. But like now, I got that. I'm, I'm the juices are flowing, and I'm just really excited for this. Like, I can't wait to see what's in store for us because, man, I think. Oh, and The Rock is just, he's su- hes hes such a star. I cannot wait to see. What about finally Hodge seeing? and The Rock fight. Like, I, yeah. you know, all this Hodge is so, I mean, you saw him in, in Invisible Man. The guy's brolic. He's big. He's chiseled out of stone. And I was like, man, this, I, when they cast him, I was like, this guy can fight The Rock. Let me see it. And to see Hawkman spread his wings, just beautiful stuff. I'm, I'm all in. I just, just give it to me. I can't wait. Yeah, we got a picture. We finally got the iconic Aquaman holding the staff sitting up. Oh, throne. we didn't yes. show that Arthur yes. on his throne, right? Oh. Like, and oh. the blue suit from Aquaman Volume Two. Like, yep. come on, you know, I, awesome. I posted a tweet like, so "How can cool. you boycott the DCU oh, after seeing yes. this?" It's and amazing. people were just like, well, I'm not sure about the flash. And like all these, I just like, guys like embrace what it is. Like, I get it. You wanted something. It didn't happen, but like, we're moving forward again. Move on. Go with the times. Like, it's just, you know, you, you, you just embrace what it is. And I think it's great. Like between TV and film, between both brands, like it's, it's just a wonderful time to be a fanboy. It really is. I don't know when this is going to end, but I, I mean, I hope it's not for the, in the near future because, like, I just I didn't think it would go on this long. We're going like twenty years of just fanboy glory, and this is just absolutely. Yep. 
Well, and I, yeah. I'm at that point too with this, you know, with, with some of the fan, you know, it's their loss at this point. You don't want to come along. Fine. It's, it's your loss. You're going to miss out on some fantastic content yeah, over, what he, over, over, over what equates to a temper tantrum. I mean, but, if they want to do that, that's their right. But at the same time, you know, it's their loss. I mean, it's, it's going to be a great time. And I think a lot of them are going to come around, but there's always going to be those ones to dig in. And it's a shame really, because it's, they're going to miss some great stuff. It's going to be fun, man. It really is. I, 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 Keaton's coming back, baby. Like, come on. You know, like, that's like, no one, no one wanted Keaton coming back. No one thought it was possible, but it is. Maybe Affleck comes back in 20 years. I don't mm-hmm. know. Anything's possible. But just, just embrace what we have because this stuff is beautiful. Like, never in my life did I think I would get a third Keaton appearance in the cowl. Never in my life. I thought after returns, well, it was done, you know, because he walked out of forever. You just, and got, and thank God that he did Spider Man. Homecoming yeah. because I really think that's a big that's, part. Of yes, that. exactly, exactly. Got, got him in the public eye, and he could still act. He could still he can still fight. He can still do it. And just I'm just pumped, man. I'm so pumped. Give it to me now, and we're gonna get more Vulture in Morbius apparently. So just like it's just great. Everything yeah, happening he's is in great. It. You know. Yeah, you're right. I mean, this is this this that sizzle reel was. It was just awesome. Like it was just, I think it was kind of something I didn't need it. Cause I I'm already there. Like I'm already exactly. down for all these things, but I think, I think some people did need something like that just to see oh, yeah. what actually is going on. And, um, it's a very bright future for DC. 2022 looks like it's going to be fantastic. Yep. Um, all of those films. And now, obviously, we haven't seen the movies yet, so we don't know what the end products would be like. But the visuals we're getting from it are very, very positive and very, mm-hmm. very encouraging. So, I mean, and obviously, we do know people have seen the Batman, and we've heard nothing about good but good stuff about that movie. So I'm very, very looking forward to what's, what's coming out this year. And that was just such an awesome oh, yeah. clip to see. Um, and to get, and man, they had the rock tweeted out. He was the one who actually did it first before anyone else. So rock did it, Reeves most... did it, Juan did it, like all the heavy hitters, everyone. Well, he, he it. was first cause he had the exclusive. It was, they said it the night before okay. he was going to release it. And of course you want the most electrifying athlete in the world, right? To, mm-hmm. <laughs> to no, do... look, his charisma is bigger than the three of us. Like, yes. I, yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. The yes. fact that well, he's now on these, like, he made Jumanji sequels that I absolutely love and adore. You know, like no, in no right mind did those two Jumanji movies need to be that good, right? Like, let's be honest. Like, right. after a Robin Williams movie, you're like, you really you're gonna do this? But like, those movies are fantastic. And you know, every once in a while, like he he like everybody else. Like, what was that disaster movie he made that was kind of a dud? But I, you know, like well, the I, first one, the Scorpion King, that was not good. Well, like talking like modern rock, like since he's been on his like Hollywood yeah. rock. You know, like Scorpion King was kind of like the beginning of it, but like he, he had uh, what was it? Like skyscraper? San Andreas or something like that. That's a San Andreas. That's it. That's yeah, it. yeah. Like I, I don't yeah. think that one was received too well, but like it mm-hmm. made money. People go see The Rock. You know, uh, so I just I'm happy to have him on the team. Uh, who knows what it has in store for us in the future? Uh, because everyone's always curious whether he's going to fight Superman or not. But I just. The Rock's a draw, so that's that's going to get a lot of people in the seats in the theaters. So, bring it on! I'm just I'm just happy to have them on the team. Yes, and also coming in the future, actually a couple of days from now is Valentine's Day. So, if you guys have significant others out there, you know, uh, maybe the, maybe you want to get them some roses. Maybe get your girl some roses. Maybe ladies out there, you want to get your guy, you know, I don't know, tickets to a game or whatever. But gentlemen. 
But Valentine's Day just around the corners, our sponsors at Manscaped are here for you with the best tools to get your balls ready for the special occasion. This Valentine's Day, it's time to join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming, with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use code GOTHAM for 20% off plus free shipping. So, Chris, Pete and I talk about our balls way too much. So, um kind of got to keep the situation right down there nowadays right you kind of have to be prepared for whatever well yeah world events you know make us sweat on a daily basis so i mean <laughs> i'm gonna take care of that places, right now don't, don't mind me boys yeah exactly <laughs> uh it's you know and it's yeah i mean that's gotta take care of them because uh discomfort in that part gentlemen as we know leads to discomfort everywhere that's true with with guys i I say this all the time to people if we could take like broken limbs broken whatever guys we do all that but you talk talk about something about that area we freak out all the time (laughs) doesn't fail (laughs) never fails guys freak out so you want to make sure you keep things right down there if you have guys if you're going out you know with your wife or your girlfriend and maybe you know you've been neglecting that area even the gumad you know like she needs some love too you know <laughs> don't forget about the side piece oh the true. side piece hey. is miserable everybody's miserable no judgment here that's true if your side yeah. piece is not getting you know she's upset she could make things more difficult for you she's gonna and, make your and, wife even more upset exactly <laughs> so you know you want to you want to make sure um got all the situation down there so i'd like to propose making tomorrow february 13th a national holiday not only a super bowl which we all say should be a national holiday but let's let's call it national shave your balls day guys what do you say who's with me i'm all for it i think it's great we should all be in unison shaving our balls that's wonderful i might even do a little heart and like a little logo or, or you know right above you know some people do the landing strip i might do a heart it might be a little special you know maybe cupid will find me an arrow well i have no idea but i'm all for it i think it's a great idea and as pete always tells you guys there's the crop preserver which is a ball deodorant there's a crop reviver which i just is a spray used it. toner yes he actually did well we didn't see everything but he kind of let us know he was that was going <laughs> yeah on. he did that yes yes so, <laughs> <laughs> so they have that they have a new um they have a new shampoo which is shampoo and conditioner that they sent me nice that was nice of them to send me that i got to try mm-hmm. uh, that's also very cool new body wash also very cool so Get 20% off and free shipping with code Gotham at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com and use code Gotham. Join Cupid this Valentine's Day and shoot your arrow with Manscaped. It's a win-win, guys. It's a win-win. With the light, you could see wherever you're going. No nicks, no scrapes, no nothing. You can use it. She can use it. You guys are going to be fine. You're going to have a great night. And you could thank Eric for this, you know, free shipping. Come on, let's be serious. (laughs) 20% free. Thank Eric. Happy Eric, happy life. That's what I like to say. (laughs) Oh, thank me. Thank you, too, Pete. It's our show. They can thank both of us. And Chris today, too, because Chris is our honorary guest. So yes, yes, yes thank you, thank you. Yes, thank Chris yes, is absolutely. the third testicle. Yes, he's the third testicle today. So there yeah, we go. Yeah, I hope. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to put that on my Twitter bio now and see how long before I get banned. Oh, man. Well, I mean, you know, I, I, look, between Manscaped and Liver King, I've talked oh, so much about balls that I never – it's interesting. <laughs> You know, he's eating them. I'm crap preserving them. It's crazy. It's absolutely insane. So crazy. But 
Hey, but everyone is better for it. Let's just put it that way. Everyone's better. No, for and, it. I, and I will actually throw in there too that Manscaped has sponsored other podcasts I've appeared on. Um, it is a fantastic product. So I, even from an independent source here, I will fully the fragrance. Endorse is this. They're not paying me. It is. Yeah. It is. It is, a, it is fantastic. Yes. So as just, you guys know, keep, as long as Cupid doesn't shoot you in the balls, that's all we ask. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. And if he dude. does, I'm gonna get my lawnmower and clip it. <laughs> lawnmower 4.0. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's, let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. Um, so like I said, tomorrow, not only can be national shave your balls day, it's also the super bowl. And so what is the super bowl known for outside of football and food? Spots. Advertisements. Exactly. Advertisements, commercials. Well, one of the big ones that I'm looking forward to is Amazon studios release of the Lord of the Rings, the rings of power TV series. Um, that will be coming out tomorrow. It is one of the most expensive TV shows ever made. The first season yeah. cost almost cost $465 million That's for, insane. A t- for a TV series. I don't know how much the Game of Thrones <laughs> cost for HBO, um, but I don't think it was ever that, that high. Wasn't it like a million an episode or something like that? I don't know. It was crazy. It was but- somewhere in that area, but I mean, you'll talk about inflation because that sort of yeah. believe how long ago that show started now. I, that's But still, you're not touching Four hundred and sixty-five million dollars. I know it's crazy. <laughs> um, this show, Lord of the Rings: Rings of Power, follows the forging of the original rings of power that al- that allowed Sauron to spread darkness across Middle Earth. So I don't even know what that means. Pete, I know you're not a big fan of Lord of the Rings. Chris, are you a fan of Lord of the Rings? I actually love. I love the films. I've only watched them through just because of the time commitment. Yeah, a few times, but I thought they were phenomenal, um, phenomenally made movies. I even. You know, you talk about a you know movie video game franchises usually don't pan out well, but I actually enjoy, I had a couple of them on my PS2. Um, I loved I loved the series. Um, yeah, probably you know plot plot wise it's a little tough to follow, but you yeah. know I was I was a radio TV film graduate from college, and that is some of, that is still some of the most beautiful film that I've ever seen. So, are um, you interested in the show? Are you interested in the show? Or are you gonna? I, I am because I'm very interested to see if Amazon can do it. Not just, you know, you can throw a bunch of money into something and it can still be trash. Right. Now, maybe that's a little harsh, but um, I want to see if Amazon can pull this off because, you know, if Amazon can make this work and make that a hit, you know, it's just going to roll downhill because, you know, Apple's got Apple TV, some good shows on there. But, you know, this for all their streaming services from, you know, groups you don't usually associate streaming with. And that really I really am interested to see what the shockwave effect of that would be. But as, in terms of quantity content of this show, yeah, I probably will watch it. Um, probably give it a shot. You know, as far as the time commitment, it might be something I end up binging later. But uh, I think it's I, I'm excited to see it. And this trailer is going to, you know, if Amazon's going to catch it, it's going to be on this game if they're going to get eyes on it. That's true. Pete, since this is a prequel to the movies, would you watch this and then maybe go and watch the movie? No shot. There's no, I, I no. God, no. <laughs> I, I come from the Randall Graves school of Lord of the Rings. It's just a bunch of people walking around. I just, I'm sorry. Like, that's it, not it. it. It's, oh. I, I don't know anything about it. Like, precious. I like Gollum. He sounds cool. That's about it. Hey, we wouldn't have Andy Serkis probably without that. Yeah, movie. Thank God Alfred so. and Caesar w- was in that movie. But yeah, yes. I, got, I, got, I got no interest in this. I'm so sorry. I will I will watch uh, what's it called? Attack of the Clones on repeat for a week over this. <laughs> like, and oh. that goes out to Rick Shue. So but I'd you, rather but, we, 
talk about sand. I got no interest. I don't care. For those who like it, enjoy it. I'm really happy for you. I'm going to, I I got other stuff to do. All right. See, well, then every time now when you tell me to watch Batwoman, I'm going to throw that back at what you just said to me. I'm going to throw it back at you and say, you know what? I have no interest in Batwoman. Don't care to watch it. But it, yeah, but like you like capes and tights. I do. You're right. That's so it's the same point. thing. Like you, you write okay. for Batman on film. I know. Batwoman I know. takes place yes. in Gotham City. It's so connected that it's. Oh, give it a shot. oh boy. I'm I just still, saying. I still don't have to like it. I didn't say you had to like it. I just want you to watch it because I want you to admit <laughs> I watch something be- because it's better than what it's been drastically. <laughs> you still don't have to like it, but you can admit oh, they've gone in, in the right direction. Oh, I don't know. I am glad I am glad they were patient with that show, though. That's all I'm going to say before I send you on another diatribe. But um, I'm glad they were patient with it because it has died. I don't watch it regularly, but I'm glad at least, you know, that they they let it grow, especially with the lead change. So, yeah, I mean, it's and it's so much better than Gotham. Gotham's trash. We have to go there. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't bring it up this time. Pete, you went there. I, up, I bring so. it up. I got no problem yes. bringing it up. I, I hate that thing. <laughs> like, I'm just a like neutral, no observer, one... neutral observer here, just to be clear. Yes. <laughs> it's, God, it's awful. <laughs> oh, well, we're not going to, we won't talk about, about Gotham and that version of the oh, Batman yeah, I, world. But I have thoughts on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've talked about it incessantly. That's how we started our show way back when so that's why we're sitting here uh that's how pete and i learned that <laughs> that's yeah, the only good could, thing that shows ever done yeah like we you know, we could do this we could probably do this uh <laughs> on a larger scale so that's what that's why we're sitting here but um guys russell crowe's kind of been out of the the limelight for a while right like he hasn't been really been doing much um at least i haven't seen him in much of anything I the don't last know if, thing he showed up was tom cruise's mummy right that might be it that might so, be it i think that is it so as we know, as Pete mentions, um, they're trying. Sony is trying to build out the Spider Verse, and we're getting a Craven the Hunter movie, and Russell Crowe has been attached to it to star alongside Aaron Taylor Johnson, um, who obviously know is playing Craven. So we don't really know who he's playing, which is kind of when we get these casting new this casting news mm-hmm. this early, we usually that's what we have to say, but. Um, it's always like I said before. It's always when you're adding talent to these things. I a lot. Of, I don't think these guys would take on projects if they didn't like the script. So I'm assuming uh, this is very good news. Well, so how do you explain Godfather Three? <laughs> well, that was the end of a trilogy. And because I he had to they, fund his wineries. You know, yeah, he had to fund his wineries, and he knew people were going to come regardless, right? Like, Pablo's not an idiot. He knew everyone's coming to see the ending to this thing. But, uh, Chris, um, did you have interest in Craven the Hunter and this adding Russell Crowe to it change that or make it better for you? Or I am in the fact that, you know, since No Way Home came out, you know, news came out that this, that the third Tom Holland Spider-Man was going to be a Craven the Hunter movie initially. So I am kind of interested to see what they do with that. Who Russell Crowe play? I have no idea. He actually was on my, you know, I kept it quiet, but he was actually on my shortlist to be an Alfred, you know, to, to Pattinson's Batman. I think, you know, especially with Andy Serkis, that could have, yeah. that might've worked, but yeah. um, I think he really would. Uh, I'm, I'm interested to see this. Um, Craven's definitely not one of my favorite Spider-Man characters, but uh, I'd like I said, I'd like to see where Sony's going to go with that, considering how much are they going to take from what they thought what they were going to do for whatever um, No Way Home would have been. Supposed to be? Yeah. Pete, what about you? 
Russell uh, Crowe. Th- this whole, I mean, yeah, adding Russell Crowe to anything really just makes me interested, right? Like he's a phenomenal actor. Uh, we, I love him in almost everything except for, I, I, and I don't, I'm actually, I don't even hate Tom Cruise's The Mummy. Like it's, I know it was very divisive <laughs> when it came out, as are a lot of movies these days. But um, I'm very interested. Uh, this whole Spider-Man list, Spider-Man universe, fascinates me. Um, you know, again, Morbius is coming out soon. So we're going to get our third film in that world. Uh, I like Venom 1 more than I like Venom 2. We'll see what happens with Morbius. Uh, the Craven the Hunter thing, I, it, in the, I believe in the article that uh, we shared, I forget where it was. It was one of the trades. They called him an anti-hero. And I kind of never really saw Craven as an anti-hero. Mm-hmm. We saw more as a straight-up villain. So if they're going to try to spin it that way, that's fascinating. Um, I get no clue who Russell Crowe could play. But uh, I'm just excited that uh, an actor of his stature joined the uh, picture. You know, you're right about the the anti-hero thing. You know, what they did with Venom is that if they're they going to make, I'd like to see them just do a Spider-Man villain series with the villain being a villain. You know, yeah. instead of this anti-hero thing, I just I think that'd kind of be an interesting way to go with some of these. Well, even now in print, Venom is more of an anti-hero now than he's ever been. So well, I'm not saying make him. I'm not saying make him a villain, but you know, like if you're going to do a I don't want us to use Green Goblin, but I guess we'll have to use Green Goblin. If they do a movie like that, let him be the villain, you know, and just, I think that would be an interesting take. Yeah. 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 It it worked in the Joker, even though that was more of a mental health story that worked in Joker. um, Yeah. yeah. On the villain. But I agree with you. I think if they're going to do that, it'd be cool to see that from the other side. Um, you know, not as an anti-hero, but as an actual villain doing evil things. This is um, slightly different from Joker because it is part of a larger universe. Like, you know, Morbius is connected to Venom. This is connected to Venom. Venom is connected in a way to the MCU. And then Keaton is in Morbius. So we don't know like <laughs> what's really going on. So we're kind of in a wait and see mode, I feel like, with this whole Spider-Man-less Sony-verse. Right. I just meant as having the villain be the storyteller, like... Joker, that's what it is. He's the he's mm-hmm. the guy. Yeah. But okay. It, like I said, it's more of a it's more of a mental health story really than an actual villain. He's doing things because he's just evil um, mm-hmm. type thing. So that's what you're. I agree with that. If we got, it, I they're harder to sell. I think. But if you have a charismatic lead, usually they could sell anything. So, but is um, is Taylor Johnson? Is he a charismatic lead? Is he is he that popular that you think he can carry this? I don't know. I, don't know. I am, I am so hit or miss on. with him. Like I liked him in Kick Ass. He was I, good in uh, Godzilla. I, I when I found out that was him, I was shocked. Yeah. 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 yeah he, same. 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 He was good in Tenet. He had a small role in Tenet, but he was very good um in that movie so but then there are times you see him and he's kind of just there like he's just Mm -hmm. part of the scenery and he just kind of blends in obviously i didn't like him as quicksilver in age of ultron i thought he was kind of silly that's still my favorite avenger movie i love but um (laughs) but i'm just saying like he's kind of a hit or miss guy he's on what is it chicago pd i think he's on okay one one of those he's on one of those shows um so he's known like people if you see him they'll know who he is okay okay good but as far as being a, like this big charismatic guy to carry a film, I don't know. We're going to find out with this one. So, well, it kind of makes sense. He's doing a villain and not the, the hero, even though he is the lead. Right. Like, right. I, I'm sure they're not expecting Craven to make a billion dollars, whereas they would expect Spider-Man now, I guess, two movie, his last two each made a billion. You know, Spider-Man's a big draw. So expectations are a little different for these villain movies, I think. I agree. 
Mm-hmm. One, one more quick thing, and then we're going to talk a little bit about the Batman before we close. Yeah, buddy. Um, yeah. So there was another big trailer release for that came out that a lot of people I know are were interested in, and it was of course for the new Jurassic Park. What's this one called? Jurassic, Jurassic World Dominion. Jurassic World. Yes, mm-hmm. Dominion. Right. I have not liked this reboot, so I'm not hugely looking forward to it. But I will say this about this trailer: I thought the dinosaurs looked best that they have in a very, very long time. And this is just in the trailer. Like, I don't know how much more they're going to do to touch them up, but I really, 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 really liked what I saw there. Um, It was cool also to see the legacy characters, of course, brought back. Mm -hmm. I think that's probably the biggest deal for people like us Mm -hmm. who are a little older, who remember them from the original films. Um, So Chris, very quickly, what did you think of the Jurassic World Dominion trailer? I loved it. Um, I'm very excited for it. Um, the re- as far as the reboot series, I really enjoyed Jurassic World and the fact that it hit the right sense with the nostalgia and going new. Um, Fallen Kingdom, I didn't like quite as much. Still enjoy it. I, I appreciate what they were trying to do. But now this is the movie kind of that I want to see, you know, with the dinosaurs out in the world. And then with, uh, you know, I was a little surprised they showed. The only critique I really have with the trailer is they might have showed too much of the legacy characters because mm-hmm. I know it's kind of been you know, in some other movies, you know, they've kept two recent movies. They've kept the characters, the legacy characters really hidden yeah. or not shown at all, mm-hmm. um, you know, between Ghostbusters and Spider-Man. Um, right. Not sure if we're avoiding spoilers. Sorry. No, it's way <laughs> it's, it's too late night. Yeah. We've already yeah, been out for a while. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So, I mean, but seeing that, you know, but I'm very excited to see it because, you know, they're advertising this is the end of the Jurassic era. Um, so I don't know if this is going to be it or if they're going to branch off into Netflix because, you know, they got the animated series, right. but I was very, I, I love how real more realistic the dinosaurs look despite being CGI. Um, I really think this is, I, I'm very interested to see how this movie pans out. Cause when I saw the end of fallen kingdom, I'm like, I have no clue how they're going to do this. Well, it looks like we know, and I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I love Jurassic world. Uh, I dislike uh, Fallen Kingdom as much as I love Jurassic World. So I'm 50-50 on this. But this trailer really hit me on uh, all the notes needed to. I, I mm-hmm. Seeing Sadler and Grant and Malcolm together, like, you know, at, you know, <laughs> they've never been back together since that real f- first movie. You know, like you've seen them in parts of Lost World and then Jurassic Park 3. And then, you know, uh, Ian Malcolm came back in the last one. And, and so to have them together really kind of, you know, hit the member berries. Um, so I'm really excited. Um, I... Honestly, I love blue. The best thing to come out of this new reboot franchise is blue. I have fallen in love with that dinosaur. I've got so many blue Christmas ornaments and, and figures. <laughs> like I, I've never loved the CGI character this much ever. And I'm just fascinated by this dinosaur. I can't wait. And the little blue baby, she now has a kid. I'm really excited. That So seeing blue was the highlight for me. She saved the day in the last movie. And I'm really, you know, I, I'll be rooting for blue the whole time. I've, it's 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 crazy to me how like you know in planet of the apes those cgi characters are played mm-hmm. by people they have dialogue you know they're you know, like you know and matt reeves is amazing in his two movies that he did and i believe it was rupert wyatt in the first one like so like it's it's a little bit different uh of a, of a character you know blue doesn't talk uh so to really be really captivated by that character um is astonishing to me but i'm really excited for this i, I think it's going to hit all the right uh buttons for me uh i'm i'm very pumped i cannot wait for this 
Well, you know, the thing that gets, you know, you talk about, about blue, you know, Peter, you and I are about the same age. Um, mm. The Velociraptor scared the crap out of us as kids. And yeah. now the hero and one of the favorite characters is the same dinosaur. So, I mean, it's really, that's really amazing what they've done with that character. Um, so to speak, and I say character and not even animal because it's, she's got a personality. Yeah, she does. So, from, I mean, it's, from it's the first time we saw her mm-hmm. now. Yeah. 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 I mean, it just, just a phenomenal work by Colin Trevorrow there um, and the team that have done those films. I just, uh, I'm very excited to see how they wrap this arc up. Um, but yeah, what a crazy, just crazy thing. You know, the Raptor scared us as kids and now we, we want to hug one. Probably not yeah. a good idea in real life, but you know, kind of where we're at. <laughs> Yes, these movies could be confusing for little kids. Uh, that's why they shouldn't be watching them. But that's brown the raptors bad, blue raptors good. <laughs> Very simple. Very right. simple. But uh, but no, like I will say this: I haven't like I didn't like Jurassic World, um, so I didn't. I, Fallen Kingdom is whatever. I watched it, but it was just I. I'm not yeah. invested in not this world um, at all. But I will say the visuals I got and having the legacy characters back, I probably will watch it just to see. You know, just to see them come back and have that. Nostalgia. We're in the age of nostalgia now, so anytime there's something like, "Oh, I must go see it," there's yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's legacy characters in it, so I have to mm-hmm. go. So I'm kind of in that that world and that space now. But um, yeah, visually though, it really looks good. I will say that the trailer really nailed that home, and for me as someone who's not interested, so um, and I got to watch it in 4K on the TV, and it was awesome. So if you haven't seen the 4K trailer yet guys check that out it's it's really really cool um mm-hmm. anytime you have these big visual movies or something like that the 4k is always better so if you yeah. get a chance get a chance watch that all right so of course all three of us here are batman fans we're affiliated and associated with batman on film we will be seeing we'll be meeting beat now we get to meet chris and chris will get to meet us um in march mm-hmm. the batman on film watch party which i'm looking forward to very much uh so, but as we know, now we're getting a lot more press. There's a lot of talking about it. They're having interviews with the cast. They're talking more. They're getting articles written about them. And there was a very, very long piece in GQ um, for Robert Pattinson where he talks about um, the Batman. And I'm going to just pick a few quotes out here and throw them out at you. And um, he said that the it's a very, from the very first scene we see it's a very very it's very jarring like it's gonna shake us up now when i heard that i immediately thought of the dark knight right like the first scene of the dark knight is awesome it's one of the first couple scenes where the with the bank heist and everything Mm -hmm. and it just bring it draws you in right away to who the joker is this joker is and what we're in store for so i don't know if he means that but that's the first thing that was put into my head but pattinson goes on um he originally says i watched a rough cut of the movie by myself and the first shot is so jarring from any other batman movie that it's just a kind of a totally different pace it was matt it was matt sorry it was what matt was saying from the first meeting i had with him i want to do a 70s noir detective story like conversation and i kind of assumed that meant the mood board or something the look of it but from the first shot it's oh this is actually a detective story so those comments um pete we've talked about the influences reeves pulled from on previous shows and now pattinson is is following that up uh, with okay, yes, he's not lying. This is actually what this and is it seems to be a new movie every time they speak, right? Like, there's something new that comes out, something different. But just talking specifically about the first scene, um, 
What do you think that's going to do for the well, audience? It, it, it's funny because the when he talks about the first scene, I I thought of BVS, and when Bruce Wayne is like flying at the end when he falls down the hole, you know, mm-hmm. like with the bats. I was like, that was. I remember when I first saw that movie, I, that was very jarring to me. I was like, what are they doing? Why is he flying? Um, so it's interesting <laughs> how you have the opposite effect. Um, uh, the fact that they keep stressing this detective angle is very intriguing to me because, you know, we we saw a little bit of it in BBS. We saw a little bit of Dark Knight, um, but even in, even in Batman Forever. But it, it seems like this is going to be a detective story through and through. And that's really the first time where we're going to get one of those in uh, in a live action cinematic film. So I, I'm I, I'm very excited. I can't wait to see what he's talking about. You know, just every interview and they've been doing this. It seems like they're on the PR tour every yeah. day. So um, I'm just I can't wait to find out what they're talking about. I try not to read everything because I don't want things to kind of get spoiled. But if you do a fanboy podcast, you still got to do you got still got to do a little research. But uh, I'm trying to keep my things limited. But I just again, curiosity is going to kill the cat here because I am so curious as to what he's referencing. And I, I can't wait to see it for myself. Right. Like we know he mentioned, they mentioned noir. We knew this was a noir tale. They met, he mentioned seventies influences, but I mean, I was born in the seventies, but the, a lot of the stuff they're referencing, I remember like visions of, mm-hmm. and I've heard stuff about, but I don't particularly know much about. So it's going to be cool, obviously to, um to see exactly how this plays out. Now he continues to say, he, I felt like an idiot because I didn't even know that Batman was the world's greatest detective. Now, Chris, I want to ask you, do you believe he really didn't know that Batman was the world's greatest detective? Because <laughs> that's kind of always been the tagline on everything Batman related. Pattinson's a troll, by the way. <laughs> oh, he's, exactly. oh, he's, a, he's an ex. I mean, he's an expert level troll in an interview. Um, I don't buy that. Right. But I mean, you got to remember where he did. Gr- I mean, maybe I mean, Sherlock Holmes probably rivals yeah. Batman in that aspect. And Fair. where Pattinson grew up, I'm thinking that's possible. Um, but I mean, you also got to remember this, this dude set a firestorm. Off. I'm not working out. <laughs> remember that? Yeah. Set off a, set off a shit storm. Um, yeah. but you know, I, I, I don't buy that, but, um, I am intrigued by what he's been saying. Um, and you know, the real juicy stuff I kind of take as a grain of salt. Like if it sounds off the wall, it probably is, <laughs> you know, just with what he is, but I, I I don't buy that, but man, I am I'm ex- this is an aspect we haven't seen, like Peter, like Pete said. Uh, right. Very excited to see how this is going to work. Yeah, I mean the the THR article, which kind of paraphrases the GQ article, which I think is kind of funny. I'm like, you have these, why don't you like you're talking about another article where, but everybody whatever. just paraphrases everybody. <laughs> I know so, it first; it's all exclusive. I know it's crazy, but um, well, yeah, so, it, it turns it it turns into like new sub like an inception type thing. It's like it's unbelievable. Yeah. I I see it all the time with with sports. So yeah, <laughs> yes, you're right. It's it's very popular in sports, and then when you now, but I think the big takeaway from all this stuff we're getting, at least all these interviews too, as well is, um, just how. I think it's just all really good, really, really good signs of what we're getting. Um, mm-hmm. But very quickly, I want to go back to something else that was in the article. Um, so we got we got a little bit more of what Gotham was going to be like. It's supposed to be in the grips of hell, overrun with crime and despair. But Batman's not looked as a, as as looked at as a hero in this. So Pattinson goes to say the people of Gotham think he's just another symptom of how shit everything is. 
there's this scene where he's beating everyone up on this train platform. And I just love that there's a bit in the script where the guy he's saving is also just like, ah, it's worse. You're either being mugged by some gang member or a monster comes and like fucking beats everybody up. This guy has no idea that Batman's come to save him. It just looks like this werewolf. What? That's a very vivid description. So Chris, what do you think? P.O. I'll come to you next. What do you think when you read something like that, when you hear something like that? I mean, that's, you know, because Batman's only in what year two of his career in this movie. Yeah, I'm thinking, you know, it's, you you know, we always say you fear what, like Carman, I'll tie it into the Nolan trilogy. What Carman, you always fear what you don't understand. And I think that's where they are with Batman right now is they don't understand what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a very, very good path for Reeves to go down to because it really, again, it has been explored. Um, I think that, you know, when I hear a quote like that, that we're in for something completely different that we have not seen in the sense that, well, I'm trying to figure out how to word this. Um, it's just, it's going to be ground level. The fact that they're scared of him, um, you know, I, it's, it puts, you know, puts this Batman on a journey, so to speak, where, you know, you know, to use the last, you know, if we're going to compare apples to apples, you know, in some of the other movies, Batman, shows up and he's like, holy cow, this guy saved me. You know, who are you? Kind of a type situation. And here it sounds like he's going to have to, you know, do some reputation building both in and out of the mask, so to speak. Yeah. So I really think that's going to be an interesting, interesting journey to watch. We saw bits of this in Nolan. We saw bits of it in Burton. You know, not not the, you know, the public's not sure what to make of this masked vigilante, but to hear him call uh, Batman a werewolf is, is kind of fascinating because, you know, if, if this, let's say Batman exists in the real world, this guy's jumping off rooftops in the scene and he's swooping in and out and saving people. You're probably not getting a real good glimpse of him, like in Batman forever during the safe, uh, the safe save, you know, like he's probably not interacting that much with uh, people. He's just in and out. Um, so I get it. You know, you're, you're, it's probably like a blur. So you're like, what just happened? You know, like this one guy was mugging me and then this other guy just came in, kicked his ass and I'm lucky to survive. So like, you know, as a person, you think of yourself more as a survivor than a victim, really. Um, it's fascinating just to hear Pattinson talk about these things. At one point he called Bruce Wayne a weirdo. So it makes you really like go back to like that whole Kurt Cobain aspect that they mentioned in, in uh, right. you said the last week of interviews. Um and you're just kind of like, this is, you know, it, it seems very different. It seems very similar to what we've seen uh, in, in BVS. People were very cautious of, you know, what Batman has turned into as he was branding people. So right. it, it's, it, it has a lot of similarities with what we've seen traditionally cinematically. And, you know, it's going to take its own liberties and do some stuff. And I just, again, just seeing this new take on Batman is just interesting because like, you know, entering that new world for that. And again, going back to that first scene, it just sets everything up. Cause you're like, Oh wow, this is what I'm in store for. So like, we have no idea until we're seated in front of that screen uh, for the Batman. And that's the best part. I know it's only what, three weeks away. Now. Yeah. And, and again, oh, yeah. like, and we lo- kind of lose that effect when we go see a sequel because we know what we're going to get. Yeah. We have an idea, you know, bat- the Batman two, we're going to have three hours of Batman uh, in this world already. And we'll be watching that over and over again as fans. So to go in this just completely clean slate, not knowing to what, what to expect. That's mm-hmm. the best part. Yes. And he, well, he, he, there's another, just real quick. There's another quote he has about, um, 
kind of how, what Batman or Bruce has created. And he says he's created this intricate construction for years and years and years, which has culminated in this Batman persona, but it's not like a healthy thing that he's done. It's almost like drug addiction. So we've he's compared Batman to a werewolf and Bruce Wayne to a drug addict in, the, <laughs> in these two <laughs> quotes that we have, uh, which is very descriptive and it's not, I have never heard him described that way before. Like that's I not love it personally. Right? I love it. I remember when I when I interviewed Mr. Uslan, I asked him, I said, is Bruce? I asked him if Bruce Wayne was crazy and I asked him who's the real mask. And it seems to me that that is going to be the, the journey that this Batman goes on. You know, like he's he he's addicted to this thrill. This is how he gets his rocks off. You know, he he's got to do this for the greater good or whatever. And, you know, we're going to finally see the difference between Batman and Bruce Wayne. I think that we probably should have seen in Batman forever, you know, that conflicted, you know, psych psychological aspect of it and I, I think that's what we're really in store for but yeah to, to finally see like kind of almost like a batman who you're like oh, man this guy really is crazy you know that's you know and keaton kind of played with that early on in the mm-hmm. 89 you know so it, again it, it, it's similar it's different but uh it's just again like i just i'm so excited i can't i cannot wait until this movie i cannot wait to sit next to rick shoe and eat his popcorn while i watch this movie like that's <laughs> exciting for me all right, Chris, real, yeah. I'll, I'll give you the I'm going to ask one more thing and then we'll, we'll wrap it up. So it's we're talking here about all these previous films that that kind of touch on these things that the Batman looks like it's going to encapsulate and cover all of it. Um, do you think having that previous knowledge of these pre- of other films will help or hinder that interpretation? I think it's going to help in the sense that, you know, people are going to be like, oh, yeah, well, this is very similar. You know, they, there's, they'll have something to tie it to, you know, because especially if this is going down a path that we haven't gone down, you know, th- is this going to be a character that general audiences, a.k.a. not the three of us, people like us, are, is this a character they can root for? Mm-hmm. You know, they, at the end, you know, that's and with Matt Reeves directing the film, I have no doubt that, you know, this is a journey that the Batman's going to go on. But, you know, that point A to point B, it may not be a straight line it may be curled it may be dotted whatever um he's going to probably put this character through the ringers that people aren't going to expect but when you've got a character with this many iterations that we've had you got to you got to shake it up and do something different and uh all signs point that matt reeves has struck gold and i i'd like i i cannot wait um the people at my job are about ready to slap me because i'm so i keep talking about going to dallas (laughs) um not so that's you know it's I'm, I'm excited for the film. I'm excited to meet you guys. And this is going to be, this film is going to be an experience and sharing it with y'all is going to be uh, one of the great joys of my life. No doubt in my mind. I think oh, you make a nice. great point. Like the character doesn't have this lust, like this is fantastic, just longevity, 80 plus years. If he's not adaptable, if he doesn't change in certain aspects, if he doesn't appeal to the masses from something as campy as 66 to something as like, almost kind of uh, just like a hybrid of like Burton, you know, and then you get to mm-hmm. Berlin and even like something which is a little bit more comic than in Snyder. Like there's a mm-hmm. reason why this character and all these characters are just so valuable and you, you can relate to them and they change with the times and they're culturally relevant. It just, that's what makes good characters, you know? And uh, I, th- I think Batman is as good as it gets. You know, like, there's definitely a Batman for everyone. And that includes, you know, George Clooney. 
See, that's see, that's exactly that's what makes this character so great. Is I hope everybody gets the Batman they want on screen. That's a fan. Um, I got I basically got mine with the Nolan movie with the trilogy. I'm looks like I'm going to get my own a little more of with this. But I hope that's what makes this character so great. Is there's something for everybody in it. Mm. Um, and long, long may he reign. <laughs> I like, I like that. I like that little ending yeah. there. Uh, <laughs> just a quick, silly I question, tried. Chris, a quick, silly question. Have, <laughs> do you have little Caesars near you and have you got the calzone? I do. I have not had a chance to get it. Okay. Um, the little, there's two little Caesars near me. Both actually were closed for a while due to, I'm thinking due to a COVID COVID situation. I have not tried it. Um, I don't know. And I'm hope I, I think I'll try it just because, you know, we don't, we don't get good pizza here. We don't get right. the New York style pizza here. And right. I don't know if pizza, my, I caught fire on Twitter for this, but I really am looking forward to getting some decent pizza. I hope it's okay because I think deep dish is trash. Sorry, Chicago. Um, I love it. My, my ideal pizza is actually a New York style slice. Like you, you saw go. what John Stewart said a few years ago on the daily show. He had that. He's like, you know, we don't call this deep dish. He brings up this big slice of pizza. He goes, you know what we call this? pizza you know but that sure. that's a rant for another time but i'm actually interested to see what pizza's like in dallas <laughs> yeah pete and i said yeah, we're gonna know. go we're gonna go to a, a pizza place and give it a shot and see what yeah. it's like that's so. yeah that's that's fair i mean i actually you know what i haven't actually had dinner yet i came right from work to record this i think i know what i'm having for dinner tonight because <laughs> I, I they are real i draw i drive by when i come home so they are they are reopened they have reopened so I it's, think I don't want them to try tonight. Now, do I, I hope have they to use good Wisconsin cheese? Yeah, these are franchised. God, I hope I don't. <laughs> From those photos, I don't think they do either. But um, the, the the Domino's franchises here do, believe it or not. But um, interesting. Now, now I, I have to ask for the specific poster I want if they still have them. Correct. They're supposed that they were supposed to have a new one each week, but I think we're what this is the second week we're in now. So I went can... to a Little Caesars today actually, and I I walked in. I said, "You guys have any more Batman posters?" They said, "No," and I left. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so there you go. So just ask, um, and then let us know. Let us know if if you do get it. Let us know on Twitter what you thought of the of the actual Calzone. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll I'll do that. Um, Batmania has finally come here. Some of the merchandise were I don't know why we're one of the last states to get it. If it starts on the coasts, maybe that's why. Um, found this T-shirt yesterday. Some of the Funkos finally showed up. I mean, right. I, I I splurged on everything. It just it, it took forever. Um, and I don't know if we want to talk about the McFarland. I'm worried about the McFarland figures. Oh, I fixed I, mine. <laughs> I, I, I did some hardcore surgery on mine. I fixed. Chris, them. that so, is I a mean, that is a completely is that a legit different issue? show. That is, oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. I had the, I had the upside down torso. I had the hood with the cowl. Okay. So okay. I, I I heated them up with a hair dryer. I popped them apart, and then I I took the hood off with an exacto knife and some needle nose pliers. Pete, I'll hit you up after the. I'll hit you up after we're done because I need to know what to look for if I do order one off Amazon because it looks like we're not getting any in store. Uh, I would while. say you don't order on Amazon. I would not buy okay. online until this is all sorted out. Just yeah. good to know. Good to know. Un good to unless know. you're going to want to get down and dirty like I did, I suggest you just <laughs> wait until you see it in Target. I'm not buying them, but in our chat, in our group chat with these guys, they are, and I know all the stories. So okay. <laughs> I heard all okay. the stories. So yes, if there's, I wouldn't buy them online if I were you. Uh, you, could buy, you could buy Catwoman, Riddler, and Penguin, and they'll be fine. But uh, I would wait till you see the Batman in stores. Yeah, Cat Catwoman's made its way to Target. I've only saw one. Um, 
my phone rang. I had to take a call. I came back two minutes later. It was gone. So it's it's it, the merchandising is hot for this movie. And I think sounds like people are excited. It's yes. if, if they're excited in Wisconsin, they're going to it's going to be hot. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, That's the mar- I, like I mean, do. the marketing has been great. I have to say the marketing. It's hard to stay away from. I'm, I'm trying so to stay. Like, I'm trying to not watch this so. stuff. I'm trying to go in just watching trailers and of what I've seen of the Batcat trailer. I've watched the least just because I'm like, you got. I've been I've been all in on this since that first fandom trailer. So like, no need to sell me. I'm good. I'm I'm waiting until I get my ass in the it theater next to Rick. Well, the, the issue is like I was look. I forgot what I was looking something up for, like for No Way Home, for example. That was the last movie I saw in theaters. Um, I found something. I'm like, oh, there's the Wikipedia page. I click on the Wikipedia page. I start to scroll down. There's the plot of the whole damn movie. I'm really hoping that doesn't happen here. I scrolled oh, down and then I saw one just of the. Don't check out that Wikipedia page. <laughs> I know that now. I know that now because um, I didn't realize that stuff can show up on Wiki that fast. But I yep. guess. Oh, yes. If- yeah, I'd go to IMDb. It's probably a little bit safer if you want to check out who's in the movie. Okay, good. Well, it yes, wasn't people, that. It was something. I, yeah. For some reason, people take pleasure in spoiling things. So I don't know why, but so they do. So, all right. So we've been at it for a while. So let's wrap this one up. Chris, I want to thank you again for coming on. Um, this was awesome. And uh, thanks for giving us a little bit of info on Aaron Rodgers and what's going on with the Packers. <laughs> and uh, for me, at least, I, I am I'm interested in that stuff, and I always want to hear more. I love football off. I love sports off seasons and in general, but the football off season is is always great. Um, so before we get out of here, though, Pete, tell everyone where they can find you. Uh, did, did Chris go? No, he goes next. Okay. Uh, yeah, you can follow me on social media, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Zach Snyder's favorite platform, Vero, at, at Pete Illustrated. You can follow podcasts uh, that you're listening to right now, Straight to Gotham, at Straight underscore O underscore G, on both Twitter and Instagram. Check out our Facebook group and our Facebook fan page. Check me out at, at Team Yellow Oval as we celebrate the return of Keaton and the Yellow Oval in print. That's very exciting. Mm-hmm. Check out Italians for Spidey, a podcast that I co-host with Nick and Nico Caruso, the dynamic duo of Chicago. Uh um, the Italian Spider-Man Coalition podcast. That's a fun little thing if you like webheads. Uh, check out my reviews on batmanonfilm.com for comic books uh, and action figures on Batman on Film YouTube. And make sure you watch Batwoman because I have reviews <laughs> of Batwoman on, on the website. So Eric is Eric was Eric showed me his balls and I got distracted. So I'm sorry about that. You know, we're, he's manscaping right now. I don't know why he's doing that with oh. a guest on, but yeah. So check all that stuff out. It's good stuff. Um, and Chris, thank you for coming on. This is a blast. Fair, Chris, let them know where they can find you. Well, first of all, thank you guys um, for having me. Um, the thing about the, the best thing about the Batman on film family that I really appreciate is um, just how professional y'all are. Um, before I go into my stuff, before I plug anything from Bill on down, first class operation, no spoilers. Um, my dad, to give you just to give you guys some praise here, um, he's not a comic book fan. Um, but when I told him what I was kind of getting involved with here, he did some homework. Uh, he was a TV reporter in Green Bay for 35 years. He's in the Wisconsin Broadcasting Hall of Fame. Just sings praises of how ethical um, Bill and you guys all are and how you run your site. No spoilers, doing it the right way, not bending ass over backwards for clicks. And I'm just, I'm humbled to be a part of this group. I followed BOF for a long time. So um, first of all, just thank you guys for having me. Um, going on to a shameless plug part of this diatribe. Um, at Chris Burke, it's K-R-I-S, Burke. Um, blame my parents, not me. I suppose my name with a K. Um, there is also a Chris Burke, who's also a professional writer, sports writer that covers the Detroit Lions, that writes for the Athletic. That's with the C H R I S. Um, but I am K R I S. Um, 
Acme Packing Company, um, SB Nation site, Acme Packing CO on Twitter. Um, obviously, with Green Bay is going to be at the heart of this offseason. So give us a follow along. Also, all our podcasts on iTunes, uh, Google, wherever your podcasts are found, we're there. Um, and on Batman on film, because I'll have stuff coming on the Batman too, um, especially with my, I'm definitely going to be keeping a diary of this trip. Um, cause this, I think this is going to be a trip to remember for all of us. So, um, thank you guys again for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Ed. And, and yes, it was, this has been great. Uh, so I guess it's my turn. So you guys know you can follow me on Twitter at finally 33 spell finale 33. Pete already mentioned, um, follow our straight out, straight out of Gotham page, straight underscore underscore G on Twitter. Well, we also Facebook, the group, the page. If you're not in the group, definitely come in. Um, I think Pete and I are gonna we're gonna talk about doing something while we're in in mm-hmm. Dallas as well, uh, kind of chronicling the trip, like Chris just said, keeping keeping you guys abreast of what's going on. So I think that'll be fun. Um, and if you are going to be in the Dallas area and you are a straight out of Gotham fan and you're going to be coming to the watch party please don't be shy. Come up and say hello to us. Um, <laughs> we're very nice guys uh, <laughs> for the most part. Allegedly. Uh, yes. And uh, <laughs> yeah, just don't be shy. Come up to us. Look out for me. I am going to be starting a podcast in the next couple of weeks about the New York Knicks. I know it's not so a, depressing. I know it's not the greatest topic in the world for Knicks fans right now, but um, being me and a couple of my friends are really big Nick fans and we want to kind of hash out the problems and then have you guys listen to it. So that, <laughs> that's the gist of the show. And we will be doing that uh, very, very shortly. So that's it guys. So let's wrap this one up for Chris Burke and Peter Vera. I am Eric Holzman. You are listening to straight out of Gotham and we will see you next time. Oh yeah.